Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Reactionaries Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Joe Gruid. Joe, happy after Hanukkah? Yes. Post-Hanukkah? Uh, yes. Ha- well, you could always just say happy Chris- Merry Christmas, like a true American. Joe, happy holidays. I refuse to say... The war on Christmas is back, Joe. No. <laughs> it's back. It's Jeff v. Christmas. <laughs> Ballistic. <laughs> Donald Trump thought he ended the war on Christmas, but really we were just re uh, rearming ourselves and getting ready for the second wave. <laughs> uh, welcome in to the Reactionaries podcast. Uh, it is currently Death December, and if this is your first episode, what we do is we watch bad action movies and kind of go through them and, and figure out what exactly they were thinking when they were doing things. And uh, it's going to be very hard in this movie because nobody emotes at yeah. all, ever. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll, we'll get to it, but um, the reaction Antonio Banderas had when he met Vin was just like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this week's movie is Ballistic colon X versus Sever. It is our second to last movie in Death December. Uh, the first half of the month was Christmas movies. We did uh, Reindeer Games and Santa with Muscles. Second half of the mo- month, uh, I gifted Joe X versus Ever, and Joe gifted me a question mark movie, which the reason we're late is because I tried to give Joe the wrong address, which I the first time I've ever done that. I've lived this place for three years. And then I went to go pick it up from FedEx, and, it- and they were like, can't do that what are you doing so by the way it was so wrong it wasn't like set you know sometimes you'll do like 7416 and it's actually 7461 or something this was like 5039 <laughs> and i don't know what, what's your i don't i don't know what i did if i'm being perfectly honest i was looking at it like you just at like first mash the keypad with your fingers <laughs> and then send it when you texted me, you're like, is this your address? Because they say it don't it doesn't exist. I was like, Joe, how did you screw up my address? And I checked in the text messages. I was like, oh, I screwed up my address. <laughs> That's on me. Oops. My bad. Because you were like, yeah, is this it? Because it says it doesn't exist. And what it is, is it's the first two digits are one off. That's so that's such a weird uh, so That's I was such like a weird way to screw it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, but I was like, oh, Joe must have just written it down wrong. But who is like, all right, six? Uh, let me just write down seven. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, so yes, this week's movie is X versus Sever. Uh, it's our second to last movie of Death December in the next month. Uh, in January, we will be starting Jackie January, Joe. Yes. I'm excited for Jackie January. Me too, man. Me too. I'm, yeah. I've, uh, ever since I saw that list that had the uh, the movie of him fighting Nazis. I'm very, very stoked about it. That's that's first one. That's the first one we're doing, is the one where he's fighting the Nazis. I, I can't wait to do that one. Me too. Uh, yeah, and um, I found out uh, Mike, who I co-host the Football Strategy podcast with, one of his favorite movies when he was younger, Hero and the Terror. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I saw a lot of comments like that on the YouTube, because it's free on YouTube, as you yeah. know. Uh, I I saw a lot of comments that were like saw this movie as a kid st- was still great. <laughs> it's like it never was. There are people who are locked in this alternate reality where that's just a great movie. It's not. Anyways, uh, that was part of Norse Vember our month last month. So, uh, Joe X versus Ever, your wonderful gift to me. Are you ready to get into this? That's your wonderful gift to me. Oh, that's right. No, you watching this is your wonderful gift to me. Correct, which I did three times. <laughs> three times. 
Yes. I watched it one and a half and was like, this is fine. I, I don't need to watch this anymore. <laughs> There's no more to take from this. Um, so let's dive into the financials, yeah? Sure. Uh, budget for this movie, 70 mil in 2002, I believe. Yeah, it was. Well, it was made in two, 2001 because remember, Joe, 9-11. Uh, yes. Right, and right, then right. it was released in 2002. Yes, um, 2002. <laughs> uh, so 70 mil is a decent amount of money for back then. I think yeah. it was before the big, big, big summer blockbusters of the Avengers and stuff like that. It was a um, good, it was a good chunk of change, and it got greenlit because of the Matrix. They're like, we need to find another Matrix, so they were just yeah. throwing cash at stuff like this and Equilibrium, and so they didn't have any of the sci-fi elements in this. Uh, Joe, they had a robot that gave you a heart attack. I okay, <laughs> fair enough. They had but a robot was... that if if it's on the tip of a bullet that wings you on the arm, it can give you a heart attack. <laughs> that is so crazy. That worked. <laughs> it, it grazed his arm, so it probably went right through. Yeah, which means the nanobot just like. <laughs> it's in the wall behind him. It's in the wall. It's not. It's not in his arm. Anywho, uh, box office return twenty mil. That's a fifty mil drop. That is in not no good. way not significant. Uh, directed by Chaos. Not the concept. Chaos. The person. His. He's a. I believe Malaysian, and his real name is uh, Wick Chaos Ananda. So I would go by Chaos 2 if I was in America. Chaos two. Well, Chaos as well, not Chaos 2. Like he's a... Oh, okay. I thought, like he's a sequel. I thought you meant like a sequel. <laughs> so I would go as Chaos as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I would not. <laughs> I would have chosen a different name. Um. All right. Let's jump in because I'm, I'm too excited. Ballistic colon XV Sever. Do we ever uh, figure out why it says ballistic? No. <laughs> they could have just called it X versus Sever. And that's it's what not, I thought it was called for the longest time. That's the only memorable part of the title. Yeah, and it's because because X versus Sever, it's like it's not an established franchise where you have to like differentiate between X versus Sever. They're like the first one. Right. But interestingly enough, did it not feel like they were trying to do a franchise? It kind of felt like it, yeah, because it was like this is like uh, uh, the two. Be- it's almost um, like Hobbs and Shawish. A little bit, yeah. Where it's like the two guys who are enemies. They They're learn adversaries. To work- and they yeah, work they learn together. to work together. They're mutual. The yeah, mutual respect. And Joe, on that end, remember I told you that I would tell you the most insane description for this movie that I'd ever heard. Their intent for this movie. Okay. Uh, Entertainment Weekly did a fluff piece about it, interviewed some people involved in it. Their intent was to make a movie that was Bad Boys meets The Professional. Joe, do you think they pulled that off? (laughs) Not only did they not pull that off, I can't even understand (laughs) what that that means in the context of this movie. There's no assassin. I mean, I guess she's... I guess they're a team of assassins, like the people that work under Gant, but uh, you don't ever see any assassin-like no. stuff. No, it's, it doesn't make like, any sense. So the professional part they whiffed on, and then what was the first? Bad Boys. 
Yeah, there's no black people in this movie. <laughs> well, Anne and Bad Boys, they're partners. Right, from the beginning all the way through. Yeah, so what? And they're, aren't they fighting, like, drug dealers or something? Yeah, yeah. So there's no drug dealers in this movie. It's government officials that are corrupt, but... This whole movie is the deep state fighting itself. You understand that? Yeah. Like, there's no, like, actual, like, ramifications. Yes. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> no, it's all There's nobody innocent in this movie. Well, there's no, and there's nobody at risk because if the kid just like carries the nanobot, I was going to say carries the nanobot to term, but like if he carries it, if he brings it back to Gant, then Gant just takes it out of his arm and that's the end. No, no one's life's at risk if, yeah. if no one interferes here. Yeah, and Lucy Liu, I'm sorry, Sever, she takes the nanobot out of the kid like 20 minutes into the movie. Right. So this Which whole movie. I would movie... love to see how she talked him into that. <laughs> like, how does she get it out of him? Like, what what's going on there? Well, I don't know. This kid, she kidnaps his child. She, she like, kill. she doesn't kill, but as far as the kid knows, she killed his entire uh, defense team and he's just like oh thank you thank you for the food I will just do whatever you say I'm just gonna sleep he's not like crying or freaking out or anything it, the first time we meet this kid he's being dragged out of the back of a car by Gant's men and he's just like bye mommy he <laughs> <laughs> says that he's like bye mommy insane insane Dang. Joe I even I I'm, I have a huge hammer about the plot that I'm trying to figure out when to drop on you. Just so you know, there's a sort of Damocles in this thing that's insane. It's it's ridiculous. You'll know, I'm sure. You'll you'll sense it. Uh, first we gotta we gotta start the movie though. We get some terrible opening music. Uh, and I said this already feels like a Skinamax movie. Like the first the, the I, music that we get immediately is just kind of like <laughs> I said the movie is like made in like the opening the intro was made in like 1988 yeah like it has that 1988 vibe and then it has like the back like the backlit airplane like move moving through the sky I was like oh so it's a 1998 Steven Se- or 1988 Steven Seagal movie right like that's right. how that's how it felt and it was again 2002 yeah it it somehow felt cheaper though than than all of the the um well actually that's not true what was that one what was that Seagal movie where he's in uh in the Middle East who cares Flight of Fury Flight of Fury uh so we're at an airport that's where we open this tale uh, a woman is greeting her kid there uh the kid's being escorted by some old guy at first thought it was her husband but that's soon that soon uh is proven not to be the case. Yeah, very wrong. I don't think we ever find out who this guy is. But it was weird, right? Like, there's clearly a guy ushering him out of the plane, and then he's not a character in the movie. Yeah, he, you'd think he's like, uh, like, so we find out that this is, well, through most of the movie, we find out it is uh, Gant and Vin's kid. So I was thinking this is like Gant's dad. I thought or, that was Gant. Or like, yeah, or or something, or like... I, I was just like waiting for this character to come back and it's just like nope he's nope. never seen again but that'd be so weird if it was just like the guy sitting next to him in the airplane <laughs> you imagine the, the feeling of dread just some guy he's like i'm coming home with your boy he's patting him on the back and like you know and um, remember don't tell anybody what happened <laughs> that's right 
you tell somebody and something real bad could happen. To you. If you tell somebody, they kick you out of the Mile High Club. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so this woman pulls up to a mansion, and a guy taps her window, and we find out that her name is Vin Gant, the the woman, mm-hmm. the mother. Uh, but this guy who taps on her window is from the DIA, uh, the Department of Idiot Assholes. <laughs> or Got uh, I actually didn't think it was a thing, so that's what I said. But then I realized it's, uh, it's the Defense, defense uh, Intelligence Agency. Defense Intelligence Agency. And I didn't think it was a real thing either. I was like, did the CIA like not let them license the name? Like, I was so confused why it was DIA. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, but apparently it does exist. So uh, he's there to tell her that her husband wants the kid back. The husband's name is Robert Gant, but everyone just calls him Gant. Yeah, which is weird because Gant is also scheduling software that my insurance job used. So I was uh, getting PTSD. Oh, yeah. Well, you would have because they said it like 20 times in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's all over the place. Um, are the parents divorced? Okay, this is my next one. Are the parents divorced? Europe gets mentioned, but are they in Europe now or did he just fly from there? Why are DIA agents involved? None of this is explained, except... Now that I think back on it after watching it three times, I do understand that he was coming from Berlin. <laughs> yeah, so he was coming from Berlin, and he had just, like, landed, I guess, in the United States. No, because they're in Vancouver, so he went from Berlin to Canada. And so that's why he wants him back. Okay, it makes it makes sense if you watch it, but at the very beginning, it's very uh, disarming. I'm like, what is happening here? Yeah, it's very confusing. This movie just drops you right into the middle of the story, and a lot of times that's like an intriguing thing. But for this, you're just like, wait, who is this child? Like, why do I care about this child? Yeah, you got to pause, and you got to be like, well, wait, why would he send him back to the mom, and then now want him back? And like, I think they're trying to go for something where like you, there's some intrigue here, but I don't feel intrigued. I just feel frustrated. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm like annoyed. Uh, the kid says, yeah, this is where the kid says, bye, mommy. He's <laughs> being dragged out of the car. <laughs> it's, it's such a crazy scene. These these um goons, basically, are just, like, forcing their way into this woman's car and, like, dragging her kid away. And he just has no concept of what is happening. And she's just, scary. like, mildly perturbed. Yeah, she's like, oh, <laughs> I already ordered a pizza. Now I'm going to eat a whole pizza by myself? Jesus Christ. Um... This kid's mostly emotionless, even when a car explodes in front of him. So we get a cityscape. (laughs) We see them driving. Um, Cityscape, by the way, a classic staple of the bad action movie. And then a car explodes in front of this this car. Like a car bomb type deal, yeah. Yeah, this kid just looks at it. (laughs) He's like, huh, that's not supposed to happen. I haven't seen one of those before. Yeah, and no, this is this kid. It sets a tone, and and the mom, Vin, she there. Nobody emotes in this movie at all. Yeah, she yeah. comes the closest. Who, Vin? Vin. She comes oh, the closest. With some tears. Yeah, she cries, but it's like Antonio Banderas just doesn't. He's just completely nonplussed. He doesn't react throughout the movie. It's like. Well, Banderas b- barely gets his lines out. Like, he's whispering throughout the entire movie. Yeah, he's whispering, and he has a thick, what, Spanish accent? And it's, yeah. this is a long line of, like, there's a movie where Jason Statham is supposed to be an L.A. cop. And, like, uh, 
like half of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies where it's right. like these people with thick Ford accents is like, oh, I'm just a, an, an average American Joe. I'm just going American. down to the Walmart. Right. Insane. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. But you're right. Vin doesn't really emote. Gant doesn't emote. Um, the kid doesn't emote. Lucy That's, Liu is one of the most emotionless people of all time. I, I realized in this movie. Yeah, she has no reaction to anything at all whatsoever. It's like they pay her. She does the lines. That's that's the exchange. She's out. She's it's out. very yeah. transactional. <laughs> um, so garbage truck slams into the DIA agent's car and it's driven by Lucy Liu. There are smoke grenades, guns, crystal method, name of the game. It, so we don't know it's Lucy Liu yet. She's in a trench coat, like one of those matrixy type trench coats. And she's hidden, so we don't really know. We don't see her face, but we know it's Lucy Liu. Cause she looks – what's funny is she has a hood on, so I was like, this is like Robin Hood. That's what I got out of it. I was like, oh, it's like Robin Hood. If Robin Hood kidnapped children. Yes. <laughs> from to their parents. K- kidnap the rich children to give them to the poor the, to the poor, poor children. families. Yeah. I don't think anybody would be happy in that exchange. Like the rich family would be like, you took our kid and the poor family would be like, great. We got to feed this now. Yeah, Now there's another mouth to feed and he won't shut up about his rich family. And how much this sucks. It's such a downgrade for him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Lucy Liu uh, in the trench coat, she, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. So there's a real stale fight scene first between Lucy Liu and this DIA nerd. Mm-hmm. That, uh, and he is a nerd. Yeah. He's a fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they put him in a fight scene, but he's getting his ass kicked rightfully. And it's it's really stale. It's like she's not hitting him. You can see she's kicking air next to him. It's just it's like a WWE fight where you're just like, can this just end already? It's all one take chaos. <sighs> so um, really stale fight. Then Lucy Liu in her trench coat emerges from the smoke. After she beats this DIA nerd up. Um, and then the kid looks super confused. Did you see the look on his face? He's just kind of like. <laughs> yeah, he looks like, aren't you Lucy Liu? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? She's like, that's right, kid. Is this uh, all that I'm checking to see if this is this is before. So this is between Charlie's Angels and Kill Bill. Amazing. <laughs> She needs to thank Quentin Tarantino for giving her any final shot at her career. Because this movie was actually so bad that Kill Bill didn't even really save it. She disappeared after this. Yeah, she went to... Oh, she went to TV. TV. But the only chance she had of getting a TV career was because Kill Bill worked. (laughs) Joe, she was on the Joey Tribbiani show. Wow. Jesus Christ. But then she was in... uh, What's it called? Um... The uh, uh, elementary, the right. Sherlock Holmes, yeah. Right. But yeah, she she kind of fell off the face of the earth for a while. I mean, Charlie's Angels was like her, Drew Barrymore, and uh, something. Cameron Diaz. Mary. Yeah, Cameron Diaz. Those women all continued to have careers, except for Lucila, because of this fucking movie. This is that bad of a decision. And same goes for Antonio Banderas. Banderas was like Desperado and like all these other things. And then like didn't really make anything after this. Yeah, let's see. Uh, he was in uh, SpongeBob, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water. 
Oh, he was a, he was Puss in Boots after this, but that was pretty much it. Oh, that was and, after. But but the original Shrek came before this, right? But Puss in Boots wasn't in the original Shrek, Joe. Oh, and Zorro was after this, Joe. The second oh, one. Oh, they did a Zorro. Okay, never mind. <laughs> he mostly did sequels and then stuff I've never heard of. Point disproven. <laughs> and Spy Kids Four, Joe. Spy Kids. Who could forget Spy Kids Four? He basically Antonio Banderas started to be a kids movie actor after this. <laughs> so he just started doing it. He was like, you know what? I tried with X versus Seven. I'm just going to get that paycheck now. Because, right. like, after this, half the stuff he was in was either. Uh, sh- It'd be uh, great, like, if, if the producers of, like, Spy Kids 4 came up to him and they were like, uh, hey, you were kind of, like, funny and and, uh, <laughs> and and goofy and corny in that X versus Seven movie. It's yeah. like one where my wa- I thought my wife died from us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Hilarious. You were a hoot. Yeah, but after that, he was mostly in Puss in Boots uh, spinoffs from Shrek and Spy Kids movies. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting career path for one Antonio Banderas. Uh, but at this point in the movie, he's in a bar and he's dripping water from his rain covered jacket all over the floor, which is crazy rude. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous, dude. There's there's uh, coat racks for a reason. And there's like a storm happening on his jacket. Like it's just like it, it kind of scans up from the floor and you're just seeing like you think it's outside. Because it it's looks like, like somebody spraying something down with a hose when they show the shot. Just water dripping off of it everywhere. It's absurd how much water is coming off this jacket. And uh, two FBI guys walk in and they ask for Jeremiah X. But he says it's not him. Um, But it is. this is jeremiah x he lied to them uh he's also former fbi as we find out and uh uh one of the fbi oh addis okay i I looked at saw it as ad is but his name is addis yeah that's his name uh gets handsy and nearly gets him and his partner killed by x yeah and he's like so they want they want X to they're supposed to bring him in, right? Yeah. And they're like, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. They're like, well, what's the what's the hard way? It's like, well, the guy that wants to talk to you is like right here. Really, we don't need to be here. Right. Because <laughs> he's like, Julio Martin wants to talk to you. He's like, Julio Martin. Okay. Yeah. And Julio Martin's like eight but, feet away, just like in the corner. Yeah. Right. So like, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna like take him outside and then leave? <laughs> like, like. They're going to, yeah. like, rough him up and then move him down, like, four bar stool <laughs> where Julio Martin's sitting. Like, that's the hard way. Yeah, it's so stupid. Um, they say they were sent by assistant FBI director Julio Martin. Uh, and then, of course, he shows up, as we said. He kind of walks. He's already walks, there. Yeah. He's there, but he's, like, walking in from the shadows, the shadows. of the bar. Yeah. If this was, like, a well-lit place, it'd be like, Julio? <laughs> yeah, before the scene ever started, we're like, yeah. hey, Julio. Hey, come over here. Let's have a drink. Wow. Uh, Martin plays a recording. Martine plays a recording of Vin and uh, says that she's live, which one of the uh, which is one of the few things I actually already understood at this point in the movie. It's like, yeah, I get that she's alive. Yes, that's <laughs> really. When I was watching this, I like rewound to the beginning. I was like, is this supposed to be a, a reveal? Like she was, she was the lady in the first, like I watched the first like 10 minutes of this movie again. Cause I was like, wait, wasn't, did, didn't we just leave her? 
Yeah. Because he says Vin's alive. He doesn't say your wife's alive yet. Yeah, he says Vin's alive. I'm like, says, yeah, I'm like, we, <laughs> yeah, we know that. Um, but X thought she was dead. Um, and then also we find out it's his wife, mm-hmm. which uh, that's confusing, right? That's something that confuses me throughout the film. It's like, how did this, how did this relationship work exactly? Well, they were married and then he thought she died. She thought he died. Neither one of them like went back to the house at the same time, I guess, and then just moved on with their lives. Okay. But also, do you think they were married prior to the crash or to the explosion? Because that scene plays out in a very, the flashback scene. Yeah, (laughs) they were married. Really? I don't think they were, man. (laughs) I think you need to go back and watch that scene. Well, they have a their spoiler alert. They have a kid together, and you can only have a kid if you're married. So. Oh, good point. Good point. This podcast brought to you by the religious right. But here's the so here's the insane part is he's like, I saw her die, and Martin's like, you saw an explosion. He's like, we had a we had a funeral. It's like you saw a closed casket. Casket. Did Gant like act as Antonio Banderas like the next kin like like. No, he must have paid for that funeral, though, right? Yeah, like the logistics of this funeral don't make any sense. And like, and then he hid it from his wife. He was like, he's like, hey, honey, I got to go out and get some milk. And then he goes to like her funeral. Yeah. And <laughs> at the same time, sad. he's a law enforcement agent. He's a Leo. He would be like, somebody would be like, hey, the craziest thing, that explosion with your wife's car. There's no body in there. <laughs> right. Also, we've seen Vin walking around town like yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They're in this. They're both in Vancouver. It's wild. Just, no, they're not. They're not in Va- both in Vancouver because X has to fly to Vancouver. That's right. 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 Yeah. X is somewhere else. But yeah. So they're like, OK, she's been dead for seven years. And they're like, OK, we found we picked up her voice on a cell phone sweep. Yeah. So she. So the. She moves to Vancouver, and that's enough for the FBI to lose track of her. <laughs> like, yeah, but then they find her with a cell phone. They so they're just like, oh, this person we think's dead. Uh, do a voice like scan all cell phone data for her voice print. <laughs> and and at the same time, they're like, okay, we found her, but we don't know where she is. It's so weird. Like why using cell phone GPS is like a less advanced technology than like finding her via voice print. Like if you should be able to do one, you should be able to do the other. Totally. Especially in 2002, like you're not cell phone track or GPS tracking was not that great back in, in O2. Yeah. But you could be like, Oh yeah, we found her cell phone. It was pinging off of these three towers in Vancouver. Right. Right. Yeah. They could do cell phone stuff back then. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't understand how they lost track of her. I don't understand how they lost track of Gant. Yeah, Gant's just like in the FBI still. And <laughs> he's they're in like the DIA now. Yeah, he's in the they're like, isn't that like he's at like a Christmas function and they're like I feel like I've seen her before. Like didn't didn't she die? <laughs> like, yeah. I think I I feel like I went to her funeral. Dude, it's so weird. This whole this whole setup. Anyway, we find out in this bar that the FBI was not aware for seven years. Seven years. That's what. So, yeah. Um, X is like, yeah, you you didn't tell me for seven years. They're like, well, we didn't know. It's like, really? Um, so Martin won't tell X where Vin is until he does a job for him. But we don't know what that job is yet. Uh, X declines. 
he slow walks away um, in the rain. Smoking a cigarette down like a cool guy. Like a cool guy. But then we get this intercut with car explosion scene. <laughs> and X lying on the ground with like smudges on his face. Yeah. Like, you can already tell he wasn't in the car. It, it, I, uh, although who knows in bad movies, right? But like, you're like, there's no way he was in this car with like, yeah, he's got, like he a little bit of action. Explode, yeah. Um, so he goes back to accept this job and he'll be joining an FBI transnational special task force, whatever that means. Yeah. Those aren't words that go together. <laughs> If it was a CIA transnational task force, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like they just crammed a bunch of words together and we're like, okay, next scene. Like that works. Uh, Lucy Liu has locked back to Lucy Liu in her in her bat cave. Um, she's locked a kid in a cage in, in this underground lair. Kid does not care that he's locked no. in this underground cage in the slightest. No, he thinks it's camp, basically. Uh, but it looks like one of those nice, it looks like one of those nice ice cages. <laughs> it's got a lot of room. It's got a it's, bed. <laughs> come on, man. At first uh, I thought you meant ice like the cold thing. And I was like, what is he talking about? And I was like, oh, okay. No, you know yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But Joe, real, yeah. I was going to say real quick, we need to roll back to Julio Martin, uh, who is played by Miguel Sandoval. Uh who is Pruitt Herrera in Station 19. He he has one of the most insane lines that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, He's a child of, like, Mexican migrant people, and he's, he's, like, the chief of uh, the fire department. Uh And they were talking – there was an episode where they were talking about, like, ice border camps and, like, INS and stuff. Uh And they were talking about how they were, like uh, – somebody said the lines. They were, like, the way these ice people treat these illegal immigrants, it's like they're – uh, Nazis or something. And he goes, "Hey man, be cool." Like that, my family was one of those. And the other guy goes, "An, an immigrant?" And he goes, "No, a Nazi." And then it goes to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> what a cliffhanger! Yeah, it's one of the most insane things ever. Holy shit! Shout out to Station 19 for that. The most in- the thing that I made Kate re like. I don't really watch it, but Kate was watching it. I was like, "You need to rewind that. I need to watch that scene." <laughs> So he was Spanish. He's sp- he's very clearly Latin American. Yeah, he's supposed to be Mexican in, in Station 19. How in God's name were his parents Nazis? I don't <laughs> Maybe know. Maybe they were like Nazi harborers post-war, but I mean, come on. No, I think he, it was just like one. Work I think, camps. No, I think it was just like one of his parents was of German descent and was in World War II as a Nazi. But he's also in Jurassic Park, apparently, which I did not know. Interesting. But now that I say that, he's one of the guys in the beginning, at the in the mind, in the mine, like mm-hmm. mining the amber. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Gant arrives to lecture his henchmen. Oh, okay, this is after we see the Lucy Lucy and, and the kids in the cage. Now we shoot over to Gant. Gant is lecturing his DIA agent, um, nerd <laughs> that got his ass kicked by Lucy Lou. With and with a neck brace on, he's got the neck brace. That's right. That's, that's you know how he, you know he got. Yeah, that's how you know he got beat up. That's right. He's, he's, he's got a, a neck brace and a single rubber band over his eye. Uh, a band aid <laughs> above his eyebrow. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, not rubber band. A band aid over his yeah, his, it, his eyebrow. 
Um, and uh, the, he tries to talk him into killing himself and hands him a gun. Yeah, Gant is like, you need to, he says it was like, uh, you know, in, in the, the medieval times. Days, yeah. yeah. A, a knight who failed as king would fall on a sword, which somebody thinks highly of themselves. Yeah, right. He's <laughs> like, you're, right, my, he's like you're just my boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't get to, wait a minute. <laughs> you, you don't like own the land around me. Right? <laughs> like, I own my own place. That'd be great. I got a bad, if I got a bad claim review. And my boss would bring me in and be like, you know, in the old days. <laughs> when a uh, knight failed his king, it's like, wait, I'm, I'm a knight now? <laughs> he just like slides a gun across the desk. I'm like, where did you get that? Wait, what's happening here? I I, I need to talk to HR. <laughs> yeah, I don't think HR would go for this. Um, so the henchman points his gun at Gant. right? He's, first he's intense. He holds it to his head. He's like, no, fuck this. What am I doing? And he points it at Gant. Pulls the trigger. It's been uh, the barrel has been plugged. Yeah, so it and it misfires. It backfires into his forehead. Which it it backfires into his forehead with the precision of like Chris Kyle, American Sniper. Yeah, like he just gets one clean bullet hole like in the middle of his forehead. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy because then he'd have to point it like up here. Yeah. I had to watch him like three or four times because yeah, you have to hold it up. But most, yeah, it, he, he points it kind of around like nose level, mouth level. At first, I thought he got sniped. But yeah. then they never they never showed the the scene after somebody gets sniped where it's a guy and then he like looks around the side of the muzzle. I was like, all right, and like, like puts the gun, the gun up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I said this scene sucks, but it's probably the most edge of your seat this movie gets. It and really I was not is. wrong. It's <laughs> the only high point of the movie. Yeah, the only scene with like narrative consequence. And it stinks. The, the pacing of it stinks. All of it is not good. Yeah, it's so bad. And um, yeah, because it's like okay, so there's the bus scene, which isn't a spoiler if you read the box. The and you're like, okay, <laughs> you're like, okay, X isn't gonna die here. Dude, there's... this is this is how crazy that box thing still is. I forgot that was on the box. And it's not like I was like, oh, this is the scene with the bus. Like, it just passed through my head. I was like, okay. Yeah. And this whole movie, you're like, okay, I know none of these people are going to die until a showdown. Like, so, yeah, this was the only scene with any, any, any weight concept. to it. And even yeah. the one guy, you're like, oh, they killed him. They, like, went out of their way to tell you that he wasn't killed. He survived. After, after Martine gets shot. Yeah. Both of them. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, they go out of the way to be like, okay, he's fine. Don't worry about one, it. One of them you find out, like, a scene later. But the other one, like, X runs over to him. He's like, oh, my God, Lee, are you okay? And Lee's like, yes, it hit my jacket. <laughs> well, it's his flat jacket. His but he says, he says that. He's like, well, how could he have survived? Like, we wouldn't have assumed it hit the jacket. Or they could have just done the thing where he rips open the shirt and there's a jacket underneath. Instead, he's got to be like, it hit me in my bulletproof jacket. <laughs> I will be okay. Please go get the bad guy. But he's also, like, huffing through it. Like, he actually got shot. So he's like. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. Um, anyway, there's another henchman we get introduced to, the, the one that's still alive. His name is Ross. Mm -hmm. He is tasked with finding Gant's son, Michael. Time frame is 28 hours. Before what? <laughs> I guess. Before we find out bad things happen. But it was Ray Park, the other goon. Ray Park, oh. Darth Maul, Toad. That was Darth Maul? Yeah. 
Oh, and Toad from X Men. Oh, yeah. God damned. There was a stretch of movies where he had to be in like every single movie if there was any sort of action thing. But why do they have him being like an actor? Just have him be like a silent goon. Like give all his lines to the black guy that's with him. Because he's he just needs to be the strong silent type, but no, he's the he's the second in command. He was like really kind of forced into this movie. I could not understand why they were focusing on Ross. Um they seem to know who Lucy Liu is though. They know they talk about her as if they know who she is, you know. Yeah. Well, that's because I figured it out, Joe. So she is a deep state Soros operative mm. being, being taken out by patriots. Okay. Okay. Joe, who, what, what, uh, who is the mysterious force that tells all the patriots about the anti deep state operations? Tucker Carlson. It's Q. Okay. Your Q's a letter. You know what else is a, else is a letter? X. X. <laughs> Jeff, you Joe, solved, it's all in the documents. You solved the name because literally the thing I was thinking about this entire movie and before, sever is a verb that makes sense for an action movie. You sever yeah. somebody's head from their, their, their corpse or their arm from their chest or whatever. Severing. It's like that's an yeah. action term. What is X? <laughs> I was just, you know what you just made me think? I was like, wait, those are both like, you can sever a relationship and then somebody is your ex. So Joe, is Joe, Joe, Joe. Is what's going Joe, on with this? Joe, Joe, okay. Joe. Okay. Ex used to be married to Vin, okay. so he's the ex. Yes. And Aunt severed, we'll say, her, uh, Lucy Lou's relationship with her child. Ah. Bam. Very good. And that's when she went ballistic. ballistic. That's <laughs> right. Joe, the, the title actually makes all kinds of sense. It all makes sense. We were too stupid to see it before. Um, so the FBI guys and X arrive in a different city. They head to headquarters. Martine profiles Ross for the task force. But when asked why he doesn't just pick him up, he says he wants Gant instead. Mentions something about a shadow government in the name of national security. Yeah, uh, this is the deep state. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, he's like, yeah, the shadow government in the name of national security is still a shadow government. The deep state, Joe. Deep state. President um, Trump and Antonio Banderas are working together to take out the deep state. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ross's code name is Prince of Darkness, which is not earned. <laughs> it's not even close to being earned. Yeah, you get a name like that, dude. You better do. You better have a scene where you're like torturing somebody to death. Yeah, he just kind of like mulls around and is just like he talks in walkie talkies and he like is like Martine mean. knows him. Like, yeah, Martine he's just like mean to Martine shit with him. Like, that's no, all he does. Martine is mean to him. <laughs> well, he that that's true. They Ross is just kind of like, I want to leave. And Martine's like, <laughs> like, what, for another latte? Am I right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We got the Prince of Darkness over here. Drinking lattes. Uh, Gant's latest acquisition is a device that can give a person a brain aneurysm or a heart attack. <laughs> I like the idea that there's a little dial on it. <laughs> 
hey, you want to give him an aneurysm? You want to give him a heart attack? You want to give him a little of each? A little bit of each? Somewhere in the middle? A, a, a swirl? Maybe a little kind swirl? Kind of a little stroke thrown in there, maybe? <laughs> yeah. um, and it's, it's done via nanobots that like it, get injected into this. A nanobot, really. Well, like, it's just, just like one, one single nanobot. So if that fails, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's one nanobot that then like grabs, because we get animation of this. It like yes. grabs your vein or your artery uh-huh. or something in your lung and then injects something in it. Yep. <laughs> Joe, it doesn't make any sense. Um, And that that either goes to your brain or your heart. Yeah. Or your heart. It's just like either one. Whichever they decide to do. But here's the thing, Joe. They have one nanobot. Yes. So the whole crux of this movie is to stop one person from dying. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which, if this guy's head of the DIA, could probably have just anybody killed. (laughs) Just have him kill. Well, Joe, that's the problem, is humans don't want to kill other humans. So that's why they have the soft kill device. You don't get that sense from this movie, by the way. Humans don't want to kill other humans. No, there's people trying to kill. Lucy Liu, one of our, we find out protagonists, tries to smash a bunch of henchmen with a stack of cars. Right. (laughs) And these are the good guys. Right. Yeah. Uh, The other one, X, blows up like four of them with a tripwire. There is already a body count that would equal the body count if X and Sever fail in their mission. Because the... The goon in the neck brace kills himself and di- or shoots, goes to shoot Gant and dies. Yes, with the misfiring gun. So there's already a body count in this movie that matches the entire body count of if this device gets out. That's true. Joe. That's very true. Joe. Um. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, and actually, those two uh, FBI guys almost died. Like, X had his like yeah. hand around the throat of one of them. The That's nice true. one of the two. Um, Gantz stole the device from a lab in Berlin. Uh, then, then torched the lab. But first, before I get to that, code name, soft kill. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Was that your way of saying go? Yeah, he torched a lab <laughs> in Berlin. Right. It's yeah, it's called soft kill. But I just realized this isn't an FBI matter, Joe. Something was no. stolen. Something was stolen from a lab in Berlin and taken to Canada. Yeah, and we don't get any German officials or Canadian officials involved. Hey, in this. Hey. hey, no Canadian officials, eh? That's right. No Mounties are coming up, going. No, all right, no. all right, all right, all right. We're in charge here. You guys. All right. You guys uh, don't. Don't mean to be rude, but uh, we're in charge here now, eh? I believe this is our jurisdiction, eh? <laughs> uh, Luis, one of the agents, made the slideshow and is promptly dismissed once it's finished. <laughs> yeah, they're like, thank you. Please get out of here. Luis, you can leave now. <laughs> Luis just packs up. She's been the, She's been here before. <laughs> she's like, all right, if you need me, uh, I printed out. Uh, actually, no, we're trying to save the environment. I emailed you each a copy. That's right. Uh, let me know if you don't get it here. You know, this is my email address. Write it down. Also, it's Trent's birthday in accounting. So we're all going to have cake. <laughs> yeah. As well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a card going around. So make sure you sign it. You know, if you can, if you'd like yeah. to say something, at least put your name on it. Um, this paves the way for special agent Harry Lee, who will become X's partner for the remainder of the film. Kind of. <laughs> yes. And then he does the best thing, which is we're about 
what would you say, 25 minutes into this movie? About 20, I'd say, yeah. He recaps the first five minutes. Yes. <laughs> As if we weren't there. Yeah. Um, so he shows X footage of the kidnapping of Gant's son, but they know nothing about Lucy Liu. They're like, this, who's that woman? But they kind of guess at it. They're like, oh, probably ex-DIA. Yeah. And then we find out that the DIA was ch- yes. doing uh, child smuggling out of from China. China. From because China. of their one-child policy. So any girls that were born in China were kind of like tossed up to the DIA and like turned yeah. into super soldiers. And then, yeah, we, we find out that they kidnap these children from China, save them from death. Then they smuggle them to the United States to uh, presumably black sites to do the American like lady baby version of the freaking Sparty Spartan uh, bulgogi thing from 300 where they just like send them out in the woods to train how to eat and like don't feed them. So they like fight over scraps of food. Right. Yeah. They turn them into like cold blood or cold, emotionless killers, which Lucy Lou nails. She nails it. Joe, she does a great job doing that. But this is these are the good guys. No, the DIA are the bad guys. Well, the DIA presumably are the good guys because they're... The FBI are the good guys. Oh, okay. (laughs) But it's just like... But Antonio Banderas just like knows everything about this program. Which is weird. It's very weird that he knows anything about the DIA because he's an FBI guy. Yeah, it really feels like this should be like top, 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 top secret. The... Uh, child smuggling slash raising them in a life of misery so they're cold-blooded killers. Right. Well, not only top secret, but, um, like, priority number one <laughs> for America to get get under wraps, <laughs> I think, is, is something that they should get on. And you just have rogue agents who haven't been in the thing for seven years just, like, being like, oh, yeah, 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 I know about that. The agogi? Yeah, the, the Chinese lady baby agogi? Yeah, we do that. Yeah, we do that. Well, we don't do that. They do that over at the DIA. Um, We find out that the whole reason X was brought in was to find this woman with no leads, which is absurd on its face, by the way. They're like, we have no leads. Find this woman who we don't know. (laughs) Yeah, find this woman we don't know. Also, you have no contacts. You've been out of the game for years. You're FBI, so you could only work uh, nationally, but we're in in Canada. And you do Vancouver. Yeah, we're going to send you to a foreign country, and, uh, oh, by the way, if you screw up, this child will die. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> also, the kid might be yours. Good luck. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> no, um, it's okay, though. He's part of a trans, you said, like, they sent him to Vancouver. He's part of a transnational task force. Yes. Okay. Sure, Joe. Um, but then, in the very next scene... X is popping pills outside a shopping mall and falls ass backwards into Ross's operation. He is like, the, I thought they were going to set up him having some sort of pill addiction. Because <laughs> Harry calls him out and he's like, oh, I'm on a diet. And he's like, all right, buddy. Like he was going to be like Dr. House. But this is the only time we see the pills, isn't it? Uh, Yes, it's the only time we see the pills. But also it's ecstasy because they're, he's like, that's why they call you X, huh? I think that was supposed to be a joke. I don't think it's. I think it's. I think that was an attempt at humor. I don't I, think the joke makes actual. zero sense unless it's like ecstasy. <laughs> He's got ecstasy and just like a pill bottle that he carries around with him, like it's ibuprofen. Which is crazy. It's a crazy thing to get high on while you're in the middle of a sting operation. <laughs> you're gonna be in a firefight. 
it's the right like a bullet hits you you're like wow <laughs> <laughs> i've never felt that before i'm just gonna live in this moment real quick <laughs> you're like smearing the blood on your arm <laughs> i'm so cold this is crazy oh, oh man a light i love lights i'm gonna love go for lights <laughs> um also, yeah, I said that. Pretty sure he's popping ecstasy. But it's crazy that he falls ass backwards into Ross's sting operation. Like, he's just there. And then, yeah. then it goes down. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, they're just, they're, yeah, they cut to him. He's like head back, eyes closed, <laughs> listening to a scanner. And they're like, oh, we have somebody at the Vancouver Public Library. And he's like, that's her. Let's go. Like, found her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's like snaps out of a drug comatose. <laughs> so... They have he's with Harry, who Julio Martin knows, uh-huh. and he's spying on Ross, who Julio Martin knows. Yeah. Couldn't Julio Martin have just told Harry and Harry could have been listening? Why is X part of this operation? X doesn't have to be there. Julio Martin has all of the leads. He shows up to the scene. He knows Ross. He knows who Ross works for. Like, if he really wants Gant, he can just go at, he just use Ross to get Gant. Yeah, he could. This works. It's easy. Ugh. Um, anyway, Ross's sting goes sideways. Lucy Liu starts taking out all of these guys um, in the DIA, and they call in local PD. As cover. As, as cover. But before things go sideways, they show this goon who just has this massive semi-automatic rifle just barely concealed under his trench coat. And he's just, like, chomping on a soft pretzel. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, and they, they like, radio him. They're like, Does she, did she recognize you? And he's like, no. And then he shows the gun, like, jutting out of the side <laughs> of his Like, how did nobody see this guy? <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's like, dude, it, she's gonna, she's like four feet from you. Just carry a pistol. It's fine. You don't need this right. long rifle. Right. It's crazy. Um, you could also, there's like concealable automatic weapons, like an Uzi. Yeah. You. Yeah. Exactly. You don't need this long rifle, the semi-automatic long rifle. Crazy. It's crazy. Um. So, Lucy Lou blows a guy off a building. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. No, you jumped ahead, Joe, and that's what we need to talk yes. about. <laughs> Lucy Lou tells a civilian to run into the line of fire, putting his life at risk. Did you notice oh, yeah. this? Well, yeah, Joe, because they, they need to stop Gant and his device that will kill one person. So to well, do that, Lucy Lou will sacrifice this other one person. <laughs> Lucy Lou looks at this guy who's, like, ducking his head. And I think it's a moment where you're like, oh, she's supposed to be a good person. But he, she's like, Run. She just says run and points in a direction, and the direction is out into the open of 50 guns aimed at this one spot where if anything moves, they're going to lay waste to it. Well, you know what? She has to look out for number one. She has to look out for Lucy Lou. For number number Lou. Um, so, yes. So that's – is there something else you want to talk about? Because my next thing is that she blows a guy off a building. So she has this – like semi-automatic rifle that's a short barrel rifle it's a short barrel semi-auto so it's not designed for long distance you know sure and she is holding it and just plugging guys off the roof from across the street like she's got a sniper <laughs> rifle with with absolute precision in this, in this and, and not is, like like just buildings like like legit mini skyscraper yeah buildings. and she's just pl- she's just like and she's not really aiming 
No. She is shooting in slow motion though. They they keep love they love the slow motion shot. That's that's a staple for an action movie. But yeah, Joe, let's talk about uh, the guy. The guy who the guy falls gets, off the roof for thirty seconds. The guy gets so this guy gets blown off a building. Lucy Liu aims her grenade launcher. Is no, it a grenade launcher? She doesn't aim the grenade launcher. It's like a grenade launcher at the bottom of her rifle. She okay. doesn't aim the grenade launcher, Joe. She points it in the general direction of where he is and hits him with pinpoint accuracy. Yes. He flies off the rooftop, and we get a shot of the front of him kind of waving his arms around, and then a tracking shot down the building toward the car roof until he hits the car, the roof of the car. Yeah. And his body doesn't explode, as you'd expect. The car does. The car explodes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Joe. But, at the, okay, we need to... Uh, I, I, I don't understand. The, he says she doesn't miss. But the precision with which she hits things without even aiming throughout this movie, it's like they didn't even try. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't take a second to aim. No. She's just like... Prah. There's not even looking like looking through the scope, especially because the guy that she takes out with a grenade is looking through a long, a long rifle. He's looking through like a sniper rifle scope. Right. So he needs to be far enough away that he needs a scope, but she just plugs him with a grenade launcher without even aiming. Well, she's amazing. She's, she she's got superpowers. She's she severs. She severs the mortal thread for everybody. That's right. Also, when it flashes to the damage afterwards, all of the damage is very localized. It's not like there's buildings burning across the way. I, did you notice this? They like basically just made everything in front of this one square block destroyed, but everything outside of it is perfectly fine. That's fine. Yeah, because they could bring in stuff. They they didn't have to CGI things if they had practical effects. Right, right, right. Um, so Lucy Liu uses batons to defeat four heavily armed men. She takes control of a 50 caliber that's attached to a armored vehicle and then lays waste to everyone with this. Yeah. And we missed there is one basic fundamental flaw with this whole situation. Ross sends in a heavily armed goon squad and then he tells them to not shoot her. Yeah. What is his game plan here? Well, she because is shooting shoot to her, kill. Then the kid, then the kid she, does, she can't get the kid back. She's shooting to kill and she's like, I'm not taking any fire. Yeah, so and they say that at the beginning. They're like, she knows that you won't kill her. Yeah, so what is the point? The scene doesn't need to exist. Except for to get Julio shot. I mean, they should have Trank guns. That's what I was thinking during this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, especially when she's uh, when she has the batons and is just taking out like six guys one at a time with the batons who are all like standing next to her with guns. Yeah, one dude p- comes up, pops her in the back with a Trank and she's Or done. a taser. Or a taser. Or tear gas. Or anything. Come on. Um, but yeah, she's just having fun. Uh, FBI arrives way, way too late. Uh, but just in time for Martine to insult Ross for drinking lattes. That's right. You, uh, Prince of Darkness. You love your mocha frappuccinos, don't you? You, you Queen of Darkness. <laughs> With your lattes. He just breaks. He's like, uh, Prince of Darkness. Huh? And then he breaks off into the Dennis Leary, like... Uh, Mochaccino, Frappuccino, Al Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? When was this movie made? <laughs> Dennis, Le- yeah, Dennis Leary just shows up. De- He's still dressed like his Demolition Man character, like a future hobo. 
Right. Uh, we find out they're in Vancouver for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, X tells Julio to pull his men out uh, of the area based off a of feeling. Says uh, she'll retaliate. Which is a, it's a weird scene. He's just kind of like, um, Julio, pull everybody out. And Julio's like, why? We've got it's over. Like we're this would be a huge mistake to, to pull out now. We gotta ask questions. We gotta yeah. search the area. He's There's like, so no, many no, no. witnesses. Pull your men out now. Uh, and he's like, why? He's like, a feeling. It's like, wait, no. <laughs> That's not how this works. That's not how this goes. But then uh, jokes on Julio Martin. Yeah, because she does retaliate. Um, I said he ends up being right somehow because she's stuck around. To shoot Julio for some reason, then runs. I don't know what her problem is with Julio. <laughs> she should have no issue with Julio. Like she, she straight up, yeah, she just straight up pops him and then takes off instead of just leaving. Yeah. Like it's not like he's following her. It's like she's just standing in the middle of the alleyway and is like, oh no, my plan but, didn't work. But this is a plot device, clearly, to yeah. get to the chase scene. Oh, but they could have just had a chase scene. Like, instead of this whole scene where, like, X is like, oh, she'll retaliate, and then Julio gets shot, X could have just seen Sever and run. <laughs> like, just chased her. Well, Joe, then we wouldn't have had uh, uh, X being framed? Mistaken? I don't know how he's in, in trouble he's for Martin's framed. getting yeah, shot. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I yeah, I don't know so how we... they jumped to that conclusion, because he was there. Yeah, especially because if you think about it, Harry was the first officer on the scene, and they could just interview him and be like, no, he was talking to Julio, and then Julio got shot, and he went off to chase the lady. You know the lady that was shooting everybody? Yeah, yeah. the one we came here for? Yeah, she shot him. Not X didn't just shoot Julio for no good reason. Right. It's so yeah. stupid. It's like such a bizarre... I don't know. Um, He ends up uh, okay, she runs past a guy trying to get some action, and he calls her beautiful, and then she breaks his nose for it. Very she, weird scene here. She doesn't run past him. He's, like, in an alleyway, and he, like, comes out of the doorway, or the, out of the entryway, and is like, hey, beautiful, and she just pops him in the nose. But he's, like, trying to get some action with this other girl beforehand. Yeah, yeah he's a horn dog. But here's my thing, though, Joe. We skipped past it. Julio is, like, she knows where your wife is. How... Yeah. How does Julio know that she knows? He didn't know who she was. That's a good, <laughs> that is a great point. So he whispers as he's being shot and, and kind of bleeding out. Um, apparently the, the bullet missed his heart by a centimeter. Uh, Joe, the bullet was exactly where it was supposed to be because she doesn't miss. That's right. <laughs> she knows the exact diameter of this man's heart. Of his heart, that's correct. <laughs> and can miss it by a centimeter. But anyway, he does tell uh, X that she knows where your wife is, which is a great point. Did not process with me. He literally just said he doesn't know anything about this person. <laughs> he said we brought, they brought X in to figure out who this woman is. And she gets, he gets shot and he's like, I bet he knows where his wife is. Ugh. He says she. I bet she, yeah. I bet she knows where his wife is. Right. Um. So she, okay. X arrives after she's beaten up this this horn dog um and he yells oh, this, this guy who just got his nose broken yells i didn't torture uh thus concluding one of the most poorly executed ham-fisted jokes in film history like you can tell this is a joke yeah it's, it's supposed just... to laugh at all of this 
but it's so poorly executed that it's just an uncomfortable cameo by these two makeout artists. It feels like you should read on like Wikipedia or IMDb. It's like, oh, the movie's director and his real his real world wife cameoed in the scene because it's so pointless and so poorly executed. And so it's like, but it feels like one of the scenes where like, well, we have to have this in the movie. And it doesn't even make any sense. Like, does is the guy saying he didn't touch Lucy Liu or that he didn't touch this girl he's obviously groping? As, uh, as I think the rest. girl that he's obviously groping. It's crazy. Um, Lucy Liu bursts out of a garage at this point in a yellow Mustang that's like 10 plus years old. Did you notice this? This, this Mustang might actually be from like 1982. And Joe, according to the IMDb for this or the Wikipedia one or two, this is supposed to be a cab, like a contemporary cab. It's a Mustang five liter. <laughs> you would see the 5.0 on the side. Yeah, but it's supposed to be a taxi cab. So weird. But it's like the ugliest Mustang they could find. It's got like the most heinous backlights and like. Oh, it's yeah, it's awful. And station wagony. Um, but this is going to be like the escape car. This is the cool car they're promoting in this movie. Yeah. This is this is the the charger. This is Dom's charger. Of yes. X versus ever. It's the nineteen nineteen eighty two uh, piss yellow. The <laughs> kids were clamoring for the X versus ever uh, Mustang taxi cab toy that Christmas. It was That's all right. over the place. Those and Furbies. That's right. Yeah. Um. So. This immediately crashes into a oh she immediately crashes into a parks parked car after she hits X and he flies over the hood. Yeah, well X shoots out her tires, which she if he didn't shoot out the tires he could have just waited because the car didn't swerve. No, it <laughs> went straight into this other car. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, uh, Asian women drivers, am I right? <laughs> am I right, folks? Am I right, folks? Got him. Sorry. Um, Lucy Lou escapes the crash. But X corners her in a warehouse. I also like, before we get to this, how the car flips over. And she's like, that scene, I don't know, that shot where she's like, it lands and you see her head kind of, it's upside down. And she's like, oh. <laughs> and then she it's, just, and then she somehow like gets the drop on getting out. Yeah, like without making a noise. <laughs> yeah, it's so bizarre. But then X ends up ahead of her because this is where he lies in wait. In, at the warehouse. Yeah, at the warehouse. So he, he, she got the drop on him. He didn't know where she was, but he just waited in the warehouse for her. Yeah, I guess he just kind of like estimated that she would be there. Yeah, um, which I guess that worked. Sometimes you, if you've ever watched like a streamer, like a video game streamer, they do that kind of stuff too. And I'm always curious how they know. Like, like, oh, this person's going over here. I'm like, oh, interesting. X has played this game before. X has Sever. No, you're right, X. Yes, yeah. X has played this game. Uh, Sever's the noob. It's why he does the the um, the shoot. Is that that's a dance the kids do, right? I don't know. That's a fort. That's a Fortnite dance. I don't Anybody? understand. I don't understand what you're saying. With with uh, TikTok star Charlie D'Amelio. I'm a cool kid. Hello, hello, fellow children. <laughs> Hello, fellow children. What weekend plans do we have this 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 fine eve? Do we plan on doing any drugs or other drug paraphernalia? Dude, you'd be you'd be such a cool high school sting operative. <laughs> um, 
Lucy Liu escapes crash. Uh, okay, corners are in a warehouse. Uh, she escapes, though, this warehouse. Yeah. Because Lee pops in. Like, put your gun down. And X stupidly is like, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is that you? <laughs> Crazy seeing you here. And then Lucy Liu takes this opportunity to shoot Lee and then run. Yeah. Exactly what you would expect to have happen. Uh, but he survives. So that's good. Lucy Liu and X face off on a pier. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he, he tosses his shotgun to draw his handgun, which gives Lucy Liu a chance to disarm him. <laughs> so yeah, it's he's got a shotgun. This, is so, this needs to be explained. He has a shotgun pointed directly at her head or, or her chest. There's no way she's going to, she can't, she's stuck. He could have put a hole in her. He could have made her Donald Logan uh, reindeer games, like right and, then and there. Right. And you think that this is it, but then he throws it aside and you think, oh, they're going fist to fist. Like, yeah, you he's thought like, this, this is an be a honor fight. Yeah. Nope. Then he pulls out a. <laughs> yeah, a that's what he's like. You thought this was gonna be a street fight? He's like, no, I just wanted to disarm this powerful gun for a much less powerful gun, <laughs> and then give you a chance to like knock that gun out of my hands. Yes. Um. So she does that. They get all tangled up briefly. Then Lucy Liu attempts to escape. Uh. Wait. Wait. Before I get to this point. They get tangled up, which is weirdly, weirdly choreographed, where at one point, like, Lucy Liu, like, X's gun is being pointed at Lucy Liu's butt. (laughs) He's going to blow a second hole in that thing. He's going to blow her a second butthole. But then she, like, like, twists in a way that, like, causes his gun to fall out of his hands. Well, they're fighting. That's the thing is this is the world's most slow motion, like, action fight. It's like a twister fight. Yeah. <laughs> They're like it, all tangled up. You know what it is? Is It's like the fights you we're going to start to see now with all the de-aging technology where it'll be like, like Antonio Banderas is going to have this fight now. And they're going to just like de-age him to make him look like he's like 45. Yes. Or it's yes, just like, uh, it's like Seagal fights, but both people are doing the Seagal moves. This de-aging um, uh, uh, deep fake technology came just in time for ballistic xv sever too that's right <laughs> the severing the severing <laughs> um so he she attempts to escape but x then says what's your hurry and now they're fighting again <laughs> um so dia arrives to watch them fight and almost uh and almost kiss so there's a point. Did you notice this? Where like Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu get real close with the face, and there's an attraction there. Yeah, it's that that like close face to face where they're super close. Where in most movies, you know, they're acting like they're going to uh, they're going to kiss. Yeah, you're like they're gonna kiss now or they're gonna kiss later in the movie, but um, they don't kiss ever. <laughs> no, they do not. Um. So now they're fighting again. Uh, Ross radios in and says not to let them cancel each other. <laughs> yeah, they keep using the, the it, like, like there was some like script producer who uh, was like, no, 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 you can't say kill. You have to say cancel. Cause then they, so they went through and replaced all the instances of kill with cancel. How ironic is that, by the way, that some producer would be talking about <laughs> words you can't say? Joe, this, you, is, this is the real cancel culture. This is the original cancel culture. Um, 
Lucy Liu escapes down a plastic chute. I don't know what they're yeah. called. I don't know what that's for. It it's must for be just, for rubble, right? Yeah, it's for trash. It's so you can throw the trash off and it like siphons into the dumpster. When you rip apart a building or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, X is about to smoke in Len's house. Okay, so now X is at Le- or Lee's house, not Len's house. X is at Lee's house. He's going to smoke. But Lee's creepy daughter stares, stare shames him out of it. Mally. By the way, I'm pretty sure this girl's a ghost. <laughs> Joe, we skipped over the part where they're waiting for Ross and, uh, and Lee shows X the picture of Mally. Of his family. Yeah, he's like, this is my family. And when you somebody shows you a picture of their family, you go, you're supposed to go, oh, what a nice family. And, and yeah, X goes, do you, do you love them? <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you love your little girl? He's like, yeah. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> yeah, of course. He's like, then get out of this game. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but all right. He's so like, back- wait, so you want me to quit my job you, yeah. because I love my kids? How am I going to feed her? <laughs> You'll figure it out. Don't put a – or you could uh, put a, a, a murder bug inside your kid, a murder bot, and then try to sell your kid for food, you know, a little of that. A uh, little gift to the Magi. Uh, Joe mm-hmm. – so we're let's go back to the present with Maui okay. being creepy staring at him. What is he taking apart? He's taking something apart. He's got like a little metal contraption that he's just like disassembling. I thought he was it was a lighter that he was going to smoke. Is that what it was? It he has a cigarette like, in his mouth. Okay. And he's about to try to smoke it. I it think it's just like a metal lighter. Maybe I was just uh, hot. Maybe I was just popping some of X's pills. And, and uh, I think this is where you were high on ecstasy. <laughs> Could have been, Joe. I just carry him around in a pill bottle with me. Super jelly, because I watched this sober. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lee emasculates X by telling his daughter that X got beat up by a girl. He, like, whispers it to her, and she's like, (laughs) She, like, smiles and points. (laughs) Like, you're less of a man. Joe, in this scene, did you have beats where the ambient uh, audio just, like, dropped out? Or is that just my DVD? I think I had I had that happen a few times. Yes. So okay, so that's in the movie. Okay, I just had to I had to ask because I I thought it was my DVD skipping. And I was like, wait, you mean I have to get another copy of Ballistic <laughs> X versus Ever? That's how they get you. If you if you buy, <laughs> they like, realized yeah. they realized it wasn't selling, and they were like, you know, we're gonna have to put something in here. They, if you buy like three copies of this movie within two weeks, like the government sends a psychiatrist to your house. They're like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what's going on here? It's like one of the it's like, you know, if you buy like the ingredients for like a fertilizer bomb, you end up on a list. If you buy three copies yeah. of X versus like, Sever. Yeah. Same if you like buy all the ingredients to crystal meth. Like, yeah. It's just I'm pretty sure I'm on a list just for owning one copy of X versus Sever. I'm pretty sure I'm on a list for you purchasing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lee. OK. Yeah, yeah. So now we're back at the back cave, the Lucy Lou cave. Um. Lucy Lou, we still don't know her name, by the way. 30 no, minutes in. We don't. But we should point. know her name because it's the title of the movie. Yeah, that's the thing is you usually call, uh, I notice you call a an actor by their name until the name is said in the movie, but it's. Yes. I want to walk people through the movie like they're watching the movie and they're like, oh, it's Lucy Lou. Yeah, but it's right here. It's right there. <laughs> it's on the box. She's and seven. It, it's over their heads, so you know which one is which. That'd be great if she wasn't Sever. Yeah. 
she was just somebody else and sever was like vin's actual name or something and you're like wait a second or like the name of the nanobot <laughs> god joe yes the nanobot sever 240 <laughs> um Lee, okay, Lucy Liu is watching a computer simulation of the softkill nanobot device. Mm-hmm. We find out that it's been implanted in Michael's arm for some yeah, reason. Yeah, but this this is like, so it starts off as an x-ray, and then it zooms into like a CGI video of the bot injecting it. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. How, how do they film this? Ro- like, how did she get this information? Like, did they have a small camera that they also implanted into this person to film the bot? I don't know. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know what this simulation is. It's a bad movie. That's why. Uh, so. We also see Lucy Liu making a bullet in this scene, and we don't know how important it is. At this well, moment. OK. So this is uh, first what she does is she runs a, a stud detector along the kid's arm to find where it is. Right. <laughs> this is just the thing she has. It's basically like a stud a stud finder for a wall. Right. And um and then she so when she builds the bullet so she's got it on like a specialized like like a little like device so it's like almost like a can and it has the bullet very delicately like screwed in there and she like very delicately like puts the bug so she injects the bug and she like very delicately unscrews it from the thing and then she picks it up with the forceps all very delicately right we saw yes. her do all this yeah and then she just it. holds it in her hand and is like huh okay and just yeah. like, <laughs> she does all this very delicate <laughs> movement then just is like all right sounds good it just like starts like shaking it around in her hand and then she clips it into a gun and yeah. puts the gun in like a safe box yeah so I don't know how, like, if it's sitting on the tip or, like, what the, what the deal is. With I don't this. either. I'd assume that it made its – she baked it into, like, a hollow point or something. Maybe. But she just – she takes the thing and just kind of, like, like with a, a syringe. With the yeah, COVID. How, do you, how do you inject a bullet? <laughs> how do Joe, you inject a bullet with something? Joe, what if the COVID vaccine is just injecting the soft kill device into everybody? Ooh. What if uh, patient zero got shot in the shoulder? <laughs> what if that's how Jeff, what if that's how COVID is actually spread? Cause have you ever actually seen someone get COVID? Cause if I had you COVID. did, you would see <laughs> someone get shot in the, in the I chest. had COVID. I had it. I did not get shot. That's how they give you COVID. That's how it's actually transferred. It doesn't survive on surfaces or in the air. You get shot in the chest or shoulder. The government just made me think I had COVID. And that's why, like, the range of outcomes for people with COVID is so, like, wide. Because it could be a heart attack or, or a brain aneurysm. <laughs> One of the two. Um, so, uh, bah, 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 Lucy Liu and X are simultaneously reading each other's FBI profiles. X sees a picture of Lucy Liu and a baby also sees a video of a building being airstruck by a missile. Mm-hmm. Joe, did you read their files? No. Uh, let me. Uh, I did as I would, little work as possible as I could this movie. Couple things about Sever's file or X's file. Sever's was mostly closed up. X has two suicide attempts on his record. <laughs> and Joe, Jeremiah X has a PhD in criminology, so oh. his name is Doctor <laughs> Jeremiah. Dr. X, of course. 
Dr. X. Dr. X. Which, if he ever taught at a university, Professor X. Hey, Jeff. It's a, this is a Marvel movie, Joe. This is a prequel. <laughs> this is a prequel. <laughs> this is a prequel. But I almost um, lost it when I, because they just put in PhD in criminology, and I was like, wait a second. He has a doctorate. He's Dr. Jeremiah X. Dr. Jeremiah X. Um, yeah. So some police unit bursts in and arrests um arrests X for shooting Martine. Yeah, but we know, but the person whose house he's in is in good standing. Actually, no, they're suspended. He's like, Harry is like, yeah, we got suspended. Oh, I didn't know and, that. And so we can't work that. on anything. And he's like, all right, just give me all your stuff. I'll work on it. It's like, well, wait a second. If they're no one suspended, can work on it. <laughs> nobody can work on it. That so, stuff should have been confiscated. Yeah, especially because you're going to be under arrest soon and you're part of the team. So why would you have access but nobody else? Why would the person who's brought in as like an outside specialist get a pass while the actual FBI agent is, is like locked out? This is a uh, force of one situation where you can just, if you're brought, brought in as a consultant, you can just kind of do it. You're the you new want. chief. Yeah, you're the new chief. <laughs> Sever calls Gant. We find out that Gant killed Sever's baby accidentally in the airstrike. Sever wants to exchange Michael's life for Gant's. Also, she's into origami. Yeah, they have her showing like a little paper crane. This is where we need to stop. Okay. We have – let me just run through the plot of the movie really quick because there's there's several plots that all tie together. So we have Gant has stolen the soft kill device, and he's implanted yes. it into his child, Michael. Okay? Yes. Sever kidnaps Michael yes. to stop Gant from using the soft kill device on anybody. Also, That's interesting. I thought she just kidnapped him for revenge, but well, it's to get the device. And also, we find out, yes, that Gant killed Sever's child, mm-hmm. and Sever has Gant's kid, uh, presumably with the idea that he's going to kill him. Okay. That that he's going to kill. No, the she's child. going to kill the child. She's going to kill the child. That's right. what I meant to say. Then concurrently, we'll find out Antonio Banderas is was his wife thought he was dead he thought his wife was dead his wife is vin who's michael's mother who's married to gant who's married to gant the robot does not need to exist (laughs) wait yes it does no it doesn't it's the whole twist (laughs) what twist we see because, her pull the nanobot out of the kid at the wait very no, no no jeff i'm gonna okay i'm gonna tell you how this movie goes without a nanobot and why it makes no sense so it would that would mean that sever would have to kidnap the kid for revenge okay that's what Which i thought anyway yeah that's fine and then maybe she has like a turning of conscious conscience over the course of the movie um but then why does gant it makes the opening scene make no sense if there's no nanobot <laughs> where well, gant has called his kid to Europe only to send him back a couple days later and then want him again when he's in America. Well, I mean, that can get around. I mean, 
No, you can't. That's the only way this makes any sense because he wants the nanobot that's in his arm. And he called him out to Berlin to put the nanobot in his arm. So there has to be some sort of nanobot. All right, Joe, this is where I drop the hammer on you. Okay. This movie was written by one group of people who had almost no input on how it was directed. Okay. That was Chaos, who then had almost no input on how it was edited. The original script had no nanobots. The original script was, (laughs) it was all, okay, so this is from Chaos. There was no other motivation for the characters. It was all about family. Gant kills X's wife and takes his wife, Vin, and their son, with both believing the other to be dead. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Sever wants revenge for the death of, of her family at the hands of Gant and his men. Okay. So, believing it was Gant's son, she kidnaps him, and that springs X into action. It was all about love and family and nothing else. The nanotech included in the final draft had nothing to do with what I wanted for the story. Okay, here, here's the other problem here. Why does X... Why does the FBI care that Gant's son has been kidnapped? And why would X be called in? Because there is no FBI. This So, mm-hmm. um, uh, meanwhile, Sever wants revenge for the death of her family at the hand of Gant and his men. So, they call X in. So, who calls X in? The DIA. Because they're like, oh. this DIA agent's kid got, got stolen, got kidnapped. Okay. We need you to find it. And then he so, looks at the so file. Gant, he looks at the file and he's like, that's my wife. He's like, so that's Vin. Okay, so Gant is is X's boss in this case. Yeah, so, so everything plays out the exact same way. But well, but wait, no, wait a minute. Does X meet Gant? Because we know that him and Gant are very good friends from the FBI. Well, okay, so in the original version of the script, this is what happens. Not necessarily chronologically in the movie, but chronologically in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there is the part that we're going to come to in this movie where Gant tricks both Vin and X into thinking the other is dead. Okay. Yeah. And at that point, Vin is pregnant with Michael. Uh-huh. Somewhere along the line, uh, Gant kills Sever's child. Okay. As revenge, Sever then kidnaps Gant's child. Yeah. Okay. I'm same, same, same plot yep. so far. Yep. Then in the investigation, X is called in to find the child. And by who? Given, by Julio. What? And who is, Joe, is Julio Joe, DIA? Joe, Joe, that part is so goddamn inconsequential. <laughs> you're talking. You're thinking. You're worrying about like what agency is calling these people in. No, it it, it makes a difference. Is no, Julio? Is well, is Julio DIA? It doesn't matter. It does matter. Because why? Because he would have to be. Because if he's not DIA, then why the fuck does anyone care that this kid's, this guy's person, this guy's kid was kidnapped? No one would give a shit. DIA, CIA, FBI, DHS. It doesn't matter. He's a government official. His child was kidnapped. Okay, Joe, what agency does he have to be a part of for this to make sense to you? Who? Julio? Can't. Julio. Any of them. Okay, it would. The only reason the FBI is calling in X in this movie, the only reason it makes any sense, is there's some sort of nanobot device that was stolen from Berlin. That's the whole thing they're after. They're not after it because some government agency's uh, or director's kid was stolen. 
You don't think that they would call in an investigation if a government director's kid was kidnapped? There'd be an investigation. It wouldn't be... Um, okay, because here's the thing. The FBI wouldn't have jurisdiction over a nanobot getting stolen from Berlin and transported to Vancouver anyways. So the FBI being a part of this true. doesn't make sense from the beginning. That's true. So it doesn't matter. Just whatever agency makes sense to you, fill that in in your head. Uh, it, it's... It, I. <laughs> it does I, there, i'm thinking about the scene in the bar i mean there's already been all of these scenes that would make zero sense scene in the bar doesn't make any sense at this point the um the sure fact that no it doesn't you're the best you're the best we had we need you back to get this kid so there, we're there's gonna have the scene in the bar information about your wife from you because no it's no, that important to us? parts of the movie were rewritten to make it work with the nanobot technology you have to understand mm-hmm. that I'm talking about broad strokes, and you're like, this detail doesn't make sense within this broad stroke. And I'm like, well, well, Joe. The plot of the movie doesn't make any sense at that point. Joe, Joe, you didn't let me finish saying the plot of the movie before you're like, what agency does he work for? Because I need to know what agency it is. All right, so what, what, okay, what's the plot? Basically, here, long story short, uh, the Gantz-Vin-X love triangle is the same. Okay. Michael is X's child. Gant right. kills Sever's kid. Uh-huh. As revenge, she kidnaps Gant's kid, who, by the way, is uh, sitting on a stack of C4 in the original movie. Okay. Uh, in, in a glass case. So she kidnaps Gant's kid. X is then brought in to consult on this case. Hey, this is your old boss, Gant's kid. We need your help on this. They're boys. Okay. They were yeah. boys back in the day. So he's like, all right, let me take a look at it. He sees the file. He's like, who's this woman that he's married to? Oh, that's oh, his so wife. In, wait, in this case, X and Gant, Gant was always X's boss. They were boys back in the day, just like they are in this movie. Okay. Yeah. And so he's brought back in to help him find his kid. And then he finds out, this is my wife. This is my kid. And then he turns on Gant. There's no, there's no need for this nanobot technology. So wouldn't he just turn on Gant? You're putting X and Gant. It's a different. I'm movie. not doing anything. Okay, but this is whatever this Joe, is. Joe, you're telling me that the way chaos. this movie was originally written doesn't what? make sense. You're you're right because. So they added in nanobot technology that doesn't exist and can't okay, exist that, now. Okay, then we're in total agreement because basically all I was saying is this other script that you're telling me makes zero sense because he's already putting X and Gant in the same room together. X sees that it's his wife and that Gantz is married to his wife that he thought was dead. I mean, how long at that point does he does it take him to piece together that Gantz a piece of shit? Pretty much immediately. But Gantz not in the room. Ah, it's Ross or something. It's it's Martin, Martin, yeah. Martin. So the bar scene plays out the exact same way. Martin, Martin briefs him on instead of on the soft kill, he briefs him on the fact that Gantz kid's been kidnapped. OK. And then the the stuff plays out the exact same where they think Lucy Liu did it, blah, blah, blah. And then they're trying to and then he looks closer at the file and he's like the same thing where they're looking at the files. And at this point, he's like, wait, this is my wife. She's not Uh, dead. Okay, it does change it briefly or slightly because it makes Lucy Liu a piece of shit at the very beginning. That's she's supposed to be at the very beginning. That's what I assumed. But then yeah. because of this nanobot thing, you can say, oh, she was just trying to get the nanobot out of Gant's hands the whole time. But she, here's the thing. She got the nanobot out of Gant's hands 
already. The right. nanobot was in her possession 20 minutes into the movie. But not in the original script. In the original script, there was no nanobot. nanobot. Yeah. So it would just be her out for revenge. Yeah, but here's the thing. They're like, here's the nanobot technology. We're And we have this timer because this kid's going to die. Which, by the way, that's why the C4, originally the kid was on the C4. That's why the time. And then you immediately know this child is not going to die. Because she removes the nanobot from his arm and puts it in a bullet. And yes, then the, in, yes, in this movie, yeah. So then the nanobot is inconsequential to the story at that point. Once the because, nanobot's out of his arm. But see, yeah, I because didn't then realize, it because yeah. then it becomes X is trying to find Sever because Sever knows where his wife is. Gant is trying to find Sever because Sever knows where his kid is. The nanobot technology stops being something that matters except for as a motive a, a, a motivation for Gant to want to find his child. He could just want to find his child like a non-psychopath. So in that case he would he would think that the kid was his because you get the sense in this actual movie that actually happened that he oh, always knew it wasn't kid. his. Yeah, it, it, it. Yeah, I think he would have to think that it was his kid at that point. Yeah, because otherwise you just kind of be like you tell Vin, hey, we don't negotiate. With <laughs> <laughs> you tell Vin, what's he got? Twenty eight hours. All right. And thirty. I'm getting all that kid stuff out. It's gonna become a gym. <laughs> His room's gonna become a gym. He's taking measurements already for a treadmill. Anyways, um, yes, the nanobot did not need to exist, and that's one okay. of the reasons why this movie is such trash, is because they just kept messing with it. That's interesting to know, though, that they tinkered with an original script. Because I, I, you know, as much as I think that there are serious plot holes with the original script, it does go a little bit smoother. Then this whole convoluted thing, it does, there are some details that work better with the nanobot technology, but overall it makes it a no, little bit. No, I'm saying the one without the nanobots. Well, what I was going to say is there are certain parts where it makes more sense with the nanobot technology, but then it's infinitely more convoluted. Much more convoluted. Yeah. Uh, Sever calls Gant. We find out that Gant killed, uh, oh no, I, I said all this. Um, at first, it seems like Ross. Okay, so now we're at DIA he- headquarters, or so I thought. Because yeah, you have it's just a local police X, station, but it's just a local police station, and it's apparently the police station that allows anybody to come in and interrogate anybody. It is a it is Vancouver Police, the Vancouver Canada Police Department, and they have just some random uh, American agent just lo- watch it, looking in on the the interrogation right 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 while ross is like doing the interrogation i'm like yeah he's like see this (laughs) see this (laughs) this." how is he allowed to do this and then of course x is released but but not really released he's released to prison (laughs) yeah they're like all right we're done with you except for prison (laughs) now it's time to go to prison for that murder you did um so x is put on a transport vehicle uh then we cut to gant who arrives at his home to his pissed off wife, Vin. Uh, he tells her he has no idea what's going on, but he has a plan. That's right. She's I like, don't know. She's like, what's going on? Who is this woman? He's like, I don't know. I don't have any answers to your question, but I have a plan to get our kid back. It's like, wait a minute. Bullshit. <laughs> That's classic scumbag behavior. I, I can't answer any questions right now. I don't know what's going on, but I can fix it. Don't worry. I can fix it. I'm going to fix it. Don't worry. How are you going to um, fix it? Don't worry. It's fine. Don't you worry. Um, apparently, 
Gant made a promise to Vin that their son would never get kidnapped by a pissed off ex-agent, which is a weird promise to make. Yeah, she's like, you promised this wouldn't happen. It's like, (laughs) what, what led to this conversation? How could that be a promise that he ever made? <laughs> you promised that you would never put an uh, aneurysm or heart attack superbug in our child's arm, only to have it be our child then be kidnapped by a rogue ex-agent whose child you murdered. You child promised. You, murdered strike. you promised that. <laughs> this was in your vows. And he's like, you don't think I've done everything I can to fulfill that promise? <laughs> You never mentioned all the times that our child hasn't been kidnapped by a rogue ex-agent whose child I murdered in a in a drone strike. You haven't most, mentioned all those times. Most of the time, it's it's been that. <laughs> yeah. So why are you only focused on the bad things? Ridiculous, Vin. Go have a drink. <laughs> um, they're still tracking X as he's transported to prison. Um, the DIA are still yeah. tracking him. Uh, he picks the lock on his handcuffs. We see Sever on a bridge or an overpass and um, not a bridge, an overpass. And she fires a rocket at the transport vehicle. Joe, what is an overpass if not a bridge over another road? You know, that's why I I have a hard time because I call it bridge, but I I don't want them to think that she's like in the water. (laughs) That's true. That's true. She's firing it at a transport boat. (laughs) Joe, well, we know it's a bus because it's on the side of the package. That's true. This is the bus scene, by the way. Guys. This is the bus scene. And this is another time where Chaos is like, we need a we need a grenade launcher. Yeah, more grenade she, launchers. <laughs> yeah, because she grenade launches this bus. You know, 70 mil is a lot of money to spend on this movie. I have to believe that if they cut out like 10 grenade launchers, I think they could have saved a significant amount of money. Yeah, um, they, yeah, yeah. If they cut out all the grenade launchers, they really didn't have to blow up the train depot, and yeah, they could have saved a lot of money. Also on this bus, they could have shot people around the train depot. Everything didn't have to explode. There's a scene. This is. I'm gonna jump forward real quick. There's a scene at the beginning of the penultimate train depot scene where, like, there's an explosion. Right, Lucy Liu creates an explosion. And then, like, Antonio Banderas creates another series of explosions. And then somebody else explodes. <laughs> yeah, there's just like, more explosions. They're just, like, competing for explosive explosions. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's um, the, we'll get to the That's train. a lot of money going up in smoke. <laughs> Literally going up in smoke. For no real reason or consequence. It's just uh, three consecutive explosion people exploding things. Well, you know what? It's it's that it's like uh, the episode of The Office where they're like they try to explain to Michael Scott where he's like six hundred dollars under budget and he like needs to spend it before the end of the year. Uh-huh. It's like chaos got to the end of the movie. It was like, wait, what's the budget? They're like seventy million. He's like, I've only spent sixty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> we got some more grenade launches. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So he picks the lock. Sever fires a rocket at the transport vehicle x grabs a grenade launcher that they keep in the transport vehicle (laughs) that's wild right vancouver pd to transport a a prisoner from the interrogation center to the the holding center they have a grenade launcher (laughs) the only reason i can think for them to have any kind of weapon in there is to stop a potential escape yeah but they're stopping escapes with grenade launchers? Grenade launchers. <laughs> Shoot to kill. 
That's extreme. <laughs> shoot to explode. Also, shoot it's this whole prisoner bus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's got X on it. Uh huh. No other prisoners. Yes. Couldn't they have just done this in like the back of a cop car or something yeah. else? Easily. Unless it's like unless it's like those uh those those buses at the airport <laughs> just like loop to the parking structure and then back to the arrivals and then back to the parking structure. It just loops between the prison and the holding in the holding cell. Yeah, it's like the bus between the uh parking lot and the actual main building. Exactly. Yeah. It's just it's just on a loop all day long. They're like, um, ah, you know what? We got you out of here. Um Looks like the last bus was about five minutes ago. Next bus is coming about 10 minutes. If you could hang tight, that would be great. And just leave a guy out there. We're just going to handcuff you to this bike rack. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, just have people judge you for the next 10 minutes. Yeah, it's, you're good with that, right? Um, now they're in a motorcycle chase because X's uh, transport's been exploded. Yeah, um, I would like to point out that the transport does skid on its side. With Antonio Banderas inside. On as top. Hey, no, he's on top of the side of the, the skidding. Oh, that's right. Yes. He's firing grenades up at Sever. Which on the also seems very dangerous. Very dangerous, yes. Uh, so huh. the, the, the package delivers, Joe. The packaging, the box says that this would happen, and it happens. So. Oh, I thought you you meant our package actually just got delivered. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Um, now they're in a motorcycle chase that lasts forever until Sever loses X, dismounts, and fires grenades at the at the cops. This was like the motorcycle equivalent of the white Bronco chase. It was like maybe five miles per hour over the rest <laughs> of the traffic. Like they were just kind of dra- driving like assholes. Like that's all it was. They weren't really. It wasn't really a chase scene. It was more like, oh, these motorcyclists are are you know having fun. Yeah, there's never any moment. It's an interesting point that you bring that up because there's never any moment where they're like going against traffic, doing something yeah. dangerous, skidding, uh, you know, going to different locations. It's just streets. They're driving on the correct side of the street. Yes. Very Sever fast. never like turns behind her and shoots a shotgun at X or anything like that that he's got to duck out of the way of. Yeah, I don't even think they run a red light. No, it's just like one person following another and the person that's like being followed is being very inconsiderate. Like, right. you know, when you have somebody following you and you're like, all right, I can't blast through this yellow. I got to be slow. Like it's, it's just somebody being inconsiderate. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I thought you were going to say this is the motorcycle equivalent of the, um, Omega cop. Oh, where he just chases the kid for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's also that this has a much better resolution though. Cause that one, he's like, I got you kid. He's like, well, do you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, X hits a smashed car and flies off his motorcycle. Uh, two cop cars come flying after him, over him. Like that's pretty. Uh, that's a stunt, right? Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, seventy million went somewhere. That costs a little bit. Um, Sever has a chance to kill X, declines, and instead tells him his wife is now with Gant. Uh, gives him her address. Yeah, and she, like, just puts the gun down with it pointed at his head. And he's got to presumably pick this gun up without accidentally firing it at his head. He's like, oh, God, oh, geez, oh, God, oh, geez. Oh, God, okay. So delicate. Yeah, so he doesn't actually accidentally fire it. Uh, Ross tells Gant that Sever helped X escape. Um, oh, we're at Gant's place now, where mm-hmm. Ross arrives. And he tells Gant that Sever helped X escape. 
Gant clearly knows something about X uh, that he's not telling Ross. Uh, Vin comes in and nags Gant some more. Vin goes out for a day at the aquarium. Yeah, she's like, my child is missing. I got to do the one thing that I know how to do. Go look at the beluga whales. Yeah. <laughs> that always calms me down. She's having this affair with the beluga whale <laughs> at the uh, L.A. aquarium. Yeah. Or no, the Vancouver aquarium. The, uh, Vancouver, yes. Uh, now we're back at Lucy Lou's Batcave. Uh, Michael thinks Sever, or Michael thanks Sever for making him dinner. Um, mac and cheese... Twinkie, Jello, Brownie, and a Ho Ho. I saw. I noted all those down too. But Joe, I would just like to point out, no monsters in the gelatin this time. No monsters in the gelatin. It's just clean, straight- it looks like a clean plate of Jello. However, um, look, I'm not saying that Sever should have lost her child, but if <laughs> this is what she feeds kids, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. The kid might have gotten off easy. Joe, for all the kid knows, for all the kid knows, he's dying soon. So he's got to have some Make-A-Wish meals going. This is quite the Make-A-Wish meal. Yeah, it's all sugar and the, except for the mac and cheese. Yeah, and this kid's so calm, and she just feeds him a dinner that's just seventy-five percent sugar. Just shit. <laughs> this kid should be bouncing off the walls. It's seventy-five percent sugar and fifty percent Hostess. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, she thanks him for the meal, also for kidnapping him. Yeah, he's like, thank you. And she's like, yeah, eat up, kid. It's not like you have to worry about diabetes. You'll be dead soon anyways. Yeah, she's like, dude. No, he's like, thank you so much for kidnapping me. My dad's a super villain. My mom's a super nag. Like, it's just <laughs> great to get out of the house. <laughs> my mom just complains about how my dad always lets me get kidnapped. I didn't understand what that meant. Yeah. I guess this is what it means. Even when I wasn't being kidnapped, she would complain about it. She's weird. She, yeah. she's, she's insane. He's like, moms, am I right? And my dad is trying to, like, kill everybody on Earth. Like, dads. Yeah. You know, you know, dad stuff. Yeah, dad stuff. Uh, X followed Vin to the aquarium so they can embrace in front of a beluga whale. <laughs> Joe, the beluga whale is the most emotive person in this whole movie. <laughs> yeah, the beluga whale is just kind of like. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the belugas have that, like, smiling look on their face, and it was vigorously not... It's the most emotion in this whole movie. He's, like, doing backflips as they hug each other. Yeah. (laughs) But this is... This is... Sever, or X. X meets Uh his wife, who he thought was dead for seven years. Yes. And she thought he was dead. Right. And they're like, oh, hello. Fancy seeing you here. (laughs) She's like, X? (laughs) They just, like, shake hands. Like, man, what have you been up to? Like, you see somebody from high school? (laughs) Remember that day where our cars exploded and we didn't talk to each other for seven years? Remember when we both thought the other one was dead? That's wild. Wild, And they just, like, yeah, his opening line, hello, Vin. And she just says, Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. Jeremy. Not like, oh, my God, you're alive? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Um... Yes, she calls him Jeremy. This is this is where I should say that in order to keep my attention during this movie, I had to come up with a side note-taking oh, venture to keep me interested movie? in plots. Okay? And it went like this. It's this little tally you can see here. All right, what's, what are you tallying? X? I am tallying I... the amount of times they say their names. <laughs> 
yeah, they say their names a lot. But here's the problem, Jeff. Uh, Vin calls him Jeremy, which is really bad for him <laughs> in this in this competition. Yeah, oh, because it's it doesn't care. Oh, so you're only counting X. I am only counting X, and I'm only counting Sever. Well, that gives Lucy Lou a leg up because, as far as we can tell, Sever is her god, her it's Christian her name. Given name, exactly. It's her Christian name. Yes. <laughs> um, we get a flashback of Vin telling X not to take an assignment. Jeff, this is where the movie really goes off the rails. <laughs> this is where. You start to go, wait, hold on. <laughs> Whoa. This is where it goes from, like, just your average bad movie to what in God's <laughs> name were they thinking here? <laughs> this is where you go, oh, they just crammed two scripts together. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Uh-oh. Th- this can't end well. Uh, we get a flashback of Vin telling X. We get that, like, hazy look, you know, of flash. It's a very typical looking flashback. The soft focus of the flash And the voices are echoey. Yeah. Um, soft focus. Vin is telling X not to take an assignment and to quit the FBI. But then Gant walks in. So this is after they were split up, I guess. But also there's another woman there <laughs> that was there the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like they were on a double date. But, but the first shot, it just looks like it's X and Vin. And then it does, like, the zoom out. It zooms out. There's a woman right next to X. Gant's coming from the other. Gant kisses her on the side of the cheek. It's like, what the fuck is happening here? Especially when you figure that she's telling him to not take a deep cover assignment. And there's just this woman just sitting there listening to, like, oh, so you're a deep cover FBI agent, huh? That's interesting. (laughs) Why? Wonder why you couldn't trust uh, trust to tell me that. Yeah. But it's also funny because when they zoom out and they show her, she looks pissed. <laughs> well, yeah, they're talking about couples stuff. She's third wheel in it at that point. She's crazy third wheel. I didn't. We didn't even realize. Here's how much of a third wheel she is. We didn't even realize she's fourth wheel. We didn't realize she was in the movie. <laughs> yes. I don't think she has a name. She's I don't not. Think, she's just probably credited as woman at woman in flashback. She probably dies and the car explodes because she's not outside in the next scene where the car explodes. It's just Antonio Banderas. You're right. So she could have died in this car explosion and Banderas didn't even care. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're right. Joe, that's insane. Isn't that the craziest part of this movie? I didn't even like I didn't even put all that together. (laughs) Dude, I didn't even notice the woman the first time around. It just happened so quick. Joe, she it's... doesn't have a credit. No, that's impossible. <laughs> she doesn't have a credit. Oh, my God. She doesn't have a line. <laughs> yeah, but, like, the girl that gets skeezed on by the bald guy has a credit. She's that's a pretty true. girl. Right. She, her credit is pretty girl. But then we've the got, like... The reason she doesn't have a credit is because if they gave her a title... They would have to explain what she is in this scene. That's true. Is they it could just put like sister? Betty. <laughs> like, is it is it his sister or his sponsor or like? Like, who is who is she? Yeah. What's happening here? That's wild. Uh, Vin is lamenting marrying Gant. So now we're back in the present at the aquarium. She's lamenting marrying Gant, even though it was her choice. <laughs> to do yeah, that. she could have just not. She could have not. not. Done that. Um. That, yeah, that's such a yeah. Anyway, um, 
Also, Michael is X's son. We find that out. Yeah. So she was, yeah, she was pregnant in the restaurant. So this is when I go, wait a He's second. A terrible so, person. <laughs> but here's the thing. X thought she died. Yes. X tried to kill himself twice. Yes. Because of her death. Yeah. And so his reaction is like, Phew, guess I was sure glad I wasn't successful in killing myself. This is a yeah, real one-sided one Romeo and Juliet situation. Romeo and Juliet. And meanwhile, she's living it up with a multimillionaire DIA, uh, uh, like head boss. of DIA supervillain. Yeah. And he's just like, he's just in this like, I imagine him in this like dirty, like, uh, you know, like downtown apartment. He's been at like, that bar for seven years. Yeah, he's been at that bar for seven years. He's basically uh, um, Mickey Rourke's character in Sin City is how I picture him for seven years. And she's just like living it up. Yeah, she's on a yacht. like. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, oh, wow, this is crazy. This is, this is wild. You're still alive. Love of my life. And she's like, yes, and I loved you always, too, which is why I married the multimillionaire. I would have reacted more if I thought my dog had been dead for seven years. <laughs> right. She reacted to his wife, thinking his wife was dead for seven years. That's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that she was dead for seven years, but that she married Gant. And has his child. Because here's the thing. Here's the other thing that doesn't get explained in this scene. And this is why this scene is so insane. So were they married in that flashback? They had to have been. At the very least, they were dating. Yes, they were together. <laughs> they were together. And it, was, it, it looked kind of serious. Yeah. And, and so... So he finds out his wife is alive once Martine comes into the bar and tells him. Yeah. How is his first thought not to go to Gantz? <laughs> or not Gant. He doesn't know him as Gant. He knows him as somebody else. As Clark? Agent Clark is what he yeah. used to be. Why not just track down Agent Clark at that point? He's such a good tracker. He's, he's putting this thing to track Sever. So why isn't he going and tracking Clark <laughs> to find his wife? Because he's got to track Sever to find his wife. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm getting so mad. I'm, like, sweating right now. <laughs> okay. Uh... There was an explosion. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said also there was an explosion or something. This is where we get the explosion scene. Gant blows up X car, X's car and yeah. his own car. <laughs> he blows yeah. up both. Yeah, so he like he blows up X's car to like throw X backwards. Yeah. And then blows up another car and then just like shuffles Vin into a third shuffles car. Shuffles Vin behind the explosion and into the bushes. And yeah. somehow this whole charade is enough to convince both X and Vin that each other are dead. So here's the thing. I have dealt with my father passed away, okay? I dealt with a lot of if somebody close to you dies, there's a lot of like paperwork and there's a lot of just like miscellaneous legal stuff involved. It's not like, it's not like, it's like, well, <laughs> I, I guess I'm going to rent out the room. There's at least a ceremony. <laughs> yeah. There's something. Cause they're like, Oh, you saw a closed casket, but it's like, yeah, but there's like, you have to like identify the body. There's like right. a lot of things you have to do. It's not just like, well, yeah, he, that's that. 
he would have been dragged into a police station shortly after that. Yeah. And like these two cars exploded. And here's the thing. He, it would have been like, oh, uh, and, and what's your wife's name? Uh, Vin X. Okay. Uh, sir, it see, says here that uh, Vin X filed a police report that says that you're dead. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I think there may be some foul play afoot. <laughs> yeah. Just like basic things. Just like don't they, they don't make sense. It just it doesn't exist in the real world at all. <laughs> None of this stuff exists. But in the you world. know what does exist, Joe? Nanobot robots. They give Nanobot. you a heart attack or a brain aneurysm. Or a brain aneurysm. Uh, so Vin says, what do we do now? X says, run. <laughs> <laughs> so they start running in slow-mo through puddles. But they don't make it very far <laughs> because then Sever's car pulls up. Yeah, they were like, and what's this shot and, was actually kind of cool. I will give them that it starts with them running in slow motion and then it goes into regular speed. But then, the, but then, yeah, but then Sever just very pulls far. up. Yeah, they could have just had them like turning corners to make it look like they ran a distance, but it's literally like twenty feet through a park. <laughs> It's like when, when there's a little kid and it's like, uh, you know, you're leaving the aquarium and you can like see the car and they're like, OK, you can run to the car. Right. Right. <laughs> like that, it's, it's that far. Like there's no like distance that, you know, they really travel. But they did. You're right. They executed the scene really well at the beginning and then they just cut it short for some yeah. reason. They were like, that's enough of that. Enough of that. That's too good. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. I got to save money for the grenades. Doesn't match the tenor of the movie. <laughs> right. So then Sever shows up. Vin calls her a bitch. I like to think that she's like, like chaos is like watching the dailies on the scene. And he's like, I'm missing something. And he like turns to his co-editor. And he's like, what if they were carrying hand grenades? He's like, stop with the grenades. <laughs> what if they had a belt of grenades? Yeah. What if they were just all grenades? Yeah. What if we, can we replace them with grenades? <laughs> What if we would just redo this movie as a CGI and everybody's a grenade? Everyone's a grenade. We'll pitch it to Pixar. They'll love it. They're going to be huge. Um, Sever, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Sever shows up. Vin calls her a bitch <laughs> immediately. That's right. DIA tracks all of them in a car as they drive off. Also, Sever makes sure to say, because Vin's like, is this the bitch that kidnapped her son? She's like, I'm the bitch keeping him alive by the way. Showed you. Uh, Sever claims that the rocketing of the transport vehicle was a surgical strike. Wait a second. How does she know that? Hold on. So she's got to know that that's. How does she know that Michael is actually X's kid? Well, because Vin just said, is this the bitch that stole our kid? Oh, that's right. Okay. I was like, I was like, hold on a second. Yeah, no, she wouldn't know that. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, that makes sense. Continue. Um. Yeah. So, Sever claims... Oh, yeah, this is, she, she claims that rocketing the transport vehicle, she, again, it's like the centimeter from the heart thing. She has such good aim. He's like, I could have been killed. And she's like, but she, you were You weren't. But you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't. And he's like, ah, touche. I, I guess you're right. This is like... This is like uh if he doesn't uh, get out of those cuffs, he snaps his neck on the hood of the car. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, he does. This is like uh Paul Walker level of like, well, 
you almost screwed up really bad, but everything turned up okay. So I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. So I'm going to give you a promotion. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm the head of the DIA now. <laughs> <laughs> right, by the way. <laughs> Specifically because of the bus stunt. Right. Uh, Sever made an origami mobile for Michael, who's like 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like the thing you, yeah, it's like, here you go. I don't Kids think that he's 10 exactly, but he's definitely too old for a mobile, like a crib mobile. Yeah, but she only knows babies because her baby got killed. Okay. So she's trying, that it, you're right. It did have this weird sense of like, she's trying to turn Michael into her baby. Yeah. She's feeding him trash food, you know. She's uh she's making a mobile. She's getting killed she's in a drone strike. She's crushing it up for him on his tray. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, here comes the airplane. Here comes the missile strike. Ooh, right into the mouth. And then she just gets like flashbacks. <laughs> she starts like panicking and sweating and crying. Um, <laughs> she, she goes, here comes the airplane. And then it cuts to flashbacks. And then the spoon's just shaking like in Jurassic Park with the jello. <laughs> she just got a thousand yard stare <laughs> she like hits him in the eye with it <laughs> uh michael says he w- oh okay no, no no wait sever gives vin the keys to michael's cell and they reunite michael says he wasn't even scared but he probably should have been yeah this Joe, is all very off-putting <laughs> so here's okay bef- the the child who cannot express emotions aside yeah this scene where X and Sever like come together after fighting each other the whole movie. There's no like catharsis. There's no like, uh, you know, like you can be my wingman anytime. Right. Moment. There was no like, oh, now we're on the same team. It was just like, oh hey, hey, <laughs> right, <laughs> hey, hey, you were the one trying to kill me, right? You were the yeah. one trying to kill me. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna be partners huh yeah <laughs> all right cool sounds good uh vin introduces michael to x but doesn't say he's his dad <laughs> so it's no. just kind of like here's this guy i really want you to meet he's <laughs> like, just he's like wait just are you leaving dad <laughs> yeah at this point all this kid this kid knows that gant is is dad like that's all he knows and yeah. he's just like, wait, are you leaving dad for this man? Where's dad? Like, he doesn't ask for his dad. No, he doesn't. And when he sees dad again for, like, the first time in the movie we see them together, he's terrified of him. <laughs> this Dude. is the only father he's ever known. <laughs> he's going to go to he's gonna go to uh, a parental court, uh, you know, family court. And he'll be like, what did you do to my son? What did you turn my son against me? Right, right. <laughs> What did you tell him? Did you tell him about the nanobots? Um, Michael exchanges his old cage for an elevator where he will stay for the remainder of the movie with his mom. Yeah. So they, they like they get him out. They're like, all right, Michael, you're not going to be in this cage anymore. Why don't you go get in this other cage? <laughs> this cage that moves up and down. <laughs> yes. And doesn't have a bed. <laughs> yeah. Your circumstances have gotten worse, but you have your mom. But your mom's suffering with you. So that's kind of yeah. fun, right? You want more uh, Hostess cupcakes? <laughs> Just eat these. <laughs> He's like, I'm sleepy. You're crashing. <laughs> You're crashing. Uh, That's great. Ever- That'd be great if she's like, have you been feeding my son to Ho-Ho's? She's like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, He's diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
His, like, kidneys are shutting down. (laughs) He's just lying on the floor. Uh, X and Sever load up on guns, and they head to the train tracks to set explosives. That's right, for some reason. Well, we find out very soon. Gant and Ross arrive. Ross asks the question we're all wondering, why is Gant even there? Why is Gant there? He says, he's like, this seems like high exposure. I love high exposure for you. Yeah, he's like, why should I be here? Why am I here? Gant's like, I'm here because... Because that's my son in there, not really. (laughs) Yeah, that's some other guy's son who I've been raising. Yeah, Gant kind of played <laughs> That's my son in here. there as far as he knows. Gant kind of played himself here. He raised this kid for 10 years. It's not his. His wife hates him. I don't, I don't know that Gant got the best end of all of this. Yeah. Hey, Joe, does this train uh, station look familiar to you? Uh, No. Joe, this is in your favorite show. Oh, it's in, it's in Chuck. Chuck. This is where Sarah sees Chuck kill the CIA agent. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but it turns out Casey actually killed the CIA agent, but Sarah didn't see that. <clears throat> I'm just glad it wasn't Auschwitz. Uh, <laughs> Sever appears, and her and Gant go back and forth with one another. Gant offers her a job back and time off to start a family, which seems kind of tone deaf. Yeah, he's like, hey, you know, look, I promise I won't kill your entire family twice. No, he's like, you can come back, get some time off, maybe start a family. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, whoa. <laughs> Chill out. She's like, wait, with you? <laughs> yeah, wait, what? <laughs> and this is the part where if they had one sniper, this movie would have ended 20 it's minutes done. early. She's on top of a train. <laughs> she's standing on top of a train. Nothing, just the top, there's totally no, exposed. no cover, totally yep. exposed. There are dozens of DIA agents just around her. But instead of having one sniper, they have 15 guys with grenade launchers. <laughs> Fire aimlessly at that train. Yeah. Um, Gant's men start firing rockets all over the place. Um, Sever counters with some explosions of her own. And then X chimes in with an explosion or two. So the amount of things exploding here. It's chaos. I don't know who is exploding 75% what. 75% of the budget yeah. is happening in this two-minute stretch. And there's no, like, good idea of who is blowing up what. No. It's just people pressing buttons or pulling triggers and other things exploding. And it's not. It's like close-ups of hands. Right. Pressing the trigger. It's not like we know. Yeah, what, we don't know if on. it's X or Sever or whoever, Gant. Yeah, Michael. It could be Michael. Little psychopath. <laughs> the little dude. He has to be. His parents are socio. First of all, his mom's a sociopath. <laughs> I, I think that needs to be established. This kid and, is going to therapy. And the dad is a supervillain. Um, it, do you have notes on here about uh, X shooting the guys in the train? I don't. I know it happened. He shot some guys in a train. It's, they're in a train. They're probably six feet away. He has a shotgun. He yeah. misses them three times with a shotgun in an alley. What's essentially a small alleyway. Okay. <laughs> this movie has... The accuracy of the characters is exactly what it needs to be at that moment. Right, 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 right. Because it's not like the guy grabs the shotgun. Like, I could see if he grabbed the shotgun and they were, like, wrestling with it. But he's just like, and just misses them entirely with with a shotgun. With a shotgun. That's hard to do. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, th- this whole train, any anything going on in this train montage of fight scenes, like it's just, I, chaos. I just it's boring and it's boring yeah. chaos. It's yeah. chaos and it's boring. It's because um, there's no tension in the chaos. It's just like things are blowing up, guys are getting shot. Like we know X and Sever are going to be okay. It's just like, but it's, there's yeah, there's so it, many consecutive explosions here that I say somewhere somehow Michael Bay is coming hard. He is. <laughs> this is Michael Bay watched this movie and is like, I know what I have to do with my life. Pants off. <laughs> <laughs> Pants off, baby. Uh, yeah, I said X shoots some guys. That's the extent of that note. <laughs> X shoots some guys. Dude, now X shoots some guys. There's some explosions. There's only one explosion that we really need to talk about. Uh, well, here's so this is important. Is X and Sever shoot guys behind each other, which is symbolic of them having each other's backs. That's right. They're X before they were X and Sever. Now they're X. And well, Sever. first first they were X V Sever. That's now true. they're X, X and, and so. uh, X says, let's finish this, which just feels like Antonio Bandera saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that was just that was. Yeah, that was just a, a behind the scenes thing that they just threw in there. Like he was just on camera. He's like, I'm just right, losing it. This over <laughs> like just being fed up. Yeah. Um, Sever tricks some guys to chase her and hits. A, they hit a tripwire, which explodes them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, X has a plan as well. He's going to stand on a landmine so no one tries to kill him. <laughs> yeah, and that's his that's his big plan. It's not like an accident. He's like, haha, you stepped into my trap. <laughs> I'm I'm on a landmine right now. Which um yeah. So he calls Gant Agent Clark. This is where we get the reveal that Gant used to be an FBI agent. Yeah. He's Agent Clark. Gant calls him Jeremiah again. Real bad for the name off. <laughs> um, X is pulling behind here. It's such a it's such a cliche bad guy thing to call somebody who's called by their last by name. By their full name. By their full name. I hate that so much. Yeah, like someone would be like, Jeffrey Crisco. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, thank you. You'd be like, Joseph Gruen. It's you. Joseph Gruen. Well, 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 Joseph oh, wow. Gruen. It is my old friend, Joseph. Joseph Gruen, welcome to the party. <laughs> I hope your accommodations have been up to your oh, standards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think DIA faked Clark's... Okay, I said I think. I think DIA faked Clark's death so he could become Gant, but I'm still not sure why. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense, because it's like... He had a professional job, but he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm Gant now. Like, wait a second. Government agencies can just take people who are already really rich and famous and own companies and use them. Yes. They don't have to try to turn one of their ex-low-level agents into a, a... a millionaire. I don't understand what the point of that is. They're also really good at giving people different identities that like holds up to scrutiny because that's what spies are. Yeah. <laughs> that's like their whole deal. Yeah. Wouldn't they get someone from a spy agency and not the FBI too? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. Just all of it's stupid. It's all dumb. 
And uh, of course they did that. So uh, uh, what is it? Power. I can't even, I didn't write the line, but he's like power and privilege. Pro- power and profit. A profit. It's so dumb. That's the this explanation. Whole, After all, this whole fucking movie, it's they money. throw this nutty curveball at us, and then we, of course, are going why, and then they go power and power and profit. Oh, okay. <laughs> and this is where they're like, hey, you know, the last eighty minutes you spent with us, here's a nice slap in the face. How's yeah. that? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, X linked the landmine to explosives. But as I said before, they're lining his escape route, not Gantz. So, yeah. So his, he, the way, yeah, the way these things explode is like X runs one direction and all the explosions follow him. And Gantz and his cool guys, yeah, Gantz and his guys just kind of like fall down. Fall backwards. <laughs> yeah. And then they're, they're completely fine. So he almost kills himself for no reason. For no reason. Just so he can prove that he can outrun a chain of explosives, which if he could do that, he could probably outrun Gant and his men. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need the explosives. Um, It's just to put a big, fat fucking red mark in the budget is what it's about. I told you. Uh, Chaos was like, wait, how much money we have left in the budget? All right, I got some ideas. <laughs> they don't make sense. I didn't say they would. See if the explosion guy will give us a bulk discount. I got an idea. <laughs> um, oh, here's the other thing, Jeff. Uh, landmines usually go off immediately. That's why they're landmines. And they also don't set off other bombs that are, like, down the side of the tunnel. That's yeah, they're a trip not wired line. up to trains and stuff. It's one explosion that detonates immediately when you pull your foot off. Yes, and destroys your lower body. It doesn't give you time to run away like a cool guy. It would defeat the point of landmines. Yeah. <laughs> if that were possible. Yeah. Because everyone, they were... once they realize they stepped on a landmine, would just try to run from it as best they could. Well, yeah. You would think about, you know, how they have the meticulously clear minefields. You just have somebody running wind sprints back and forth across the minefield. <laughs> right. right. Just detonating each one. Yeah. Um, X linked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. X get cr- gets crushed by metal tubes, but he escapes. He gets crushed by metal tubes in order to have a guy come be like, hey, what's going on with X? You alive? <laughs> you alive? And then, of course, that guy gets blasted. Pop, pop, pop. Um, Russ arrives at Lucy Lou's back cave. Oh, why did I call her Lucy Lou? It's Sever. We know she's Sever now. Yeah. Um, Sever's back cave. Lots of gunfire. Sever electrocutes two guys by, like, Shooting at an electrical wire that falls into a puddle that they're standing in. They're dead. I just wrote in in uh, brackets, firefight, goons die. Goons die. <laughs> at this point, I've given up on this movie. But Jeff, Sever and Ross know each other. They throw down their guns, remove their coats, and begin knife fighting. That's right. And we finally get the reason why Ray Park was in this movie, because he's a martial arts guy. Yes. Yeah, like he's not a not an actor. <laughs> yeah, That's he's not clear. an actor. He's a martial arts guy. Uh, Sever cuts, uh, or no, Ross cuts Sever's face, and she's not happy about that. Um, now she's swinging a chain. Now he's swinging the chain. <laughs> now she's swinging the chain again. <laughs> There's a lot of chain swinging. It, no, it's the same chain, but somehow they don't show it how it happens. 
but Sever starts with the chain. Ross gets the chain from her somehow, and then Sever gets the chain back. Yeah, they're just swinging the same the same one around. The same chain back and forth. Sever says, just like old times, huh? Did they used to date? <laughs> they used to chain. They used to. They had a really weird bedroom rituals with the chains and the with chains and such. Yeah. Uh, Ross says, one big happy family, right, Sever? Was that Ross's baby? <laughs> <laughs> Ross is just, yeah, that, that'd be great. Yeah, if Ross was just like Stockholm syndromed into helping Gant after Gant killed his child. Right. Yeah, it took such a toll that he's just like, well, I got nothing else to cling to. Yeah. Uh, and he thought that Sever was dead. <gasps> and Sever, <laughs> Sever thought, he thought he was dead. Uh, Ross gets his neck snap though. <laughs> so that's a short-lived, uh, Peach. reunion, reunion. She grabs him by the hair and then just like karate chops his neck and he's dead. And he's, he's dead. Gant walks in and finishes the job. He throws, he blows him up with a grenade because there's more. Dude, we need more. He's so cavalier with explosives in this movie. He's just like, eh, let me just throw this grenade over here. Let me just. And he threw it into a pool. <laughs> yeah. He's just like doing the equivalent of like. Uh, you know, you see the movies where uh, it it's sort of like at the end of Reindeer Games where, where Ben Affleck is just putting the money in the mailboxes. Right. He's like doing that, but with hand grenades. He's just like. Through windows. Merry Christmas. Yeah, he's just walking around hand grenading. Um, he was trying. Oh, um, in. Yeah. In Gant's defense, he was trying to hit Sever. With the grenade. He was not trying to hit his own man with yeah, his neck. There's no, de- there's no defense to that. He's throwing grenades. Is he throwing precision grenades? Right. Um, Gant walks over to a circuit box, yanks out some wires, which sends the elevator right down. He just yeah. rips wires out of this circuit box, and it just comes down. It does what he needs it to do. Right. But they don't even try to... It's not even him, like taking a wire and twisting it together. No, he just grabs it and reattaching. It. He literally just does what uh, like a caveman would do if he was put put in front of a circuit box. He takes the wires and just grabs them out. He does in like an action comedy where there's like one incompetent partner or like somebody who's in over their head. Yeah. And they're just like, that's like their last ditch effort. They're just like, uh, uh yeah, yeah to just like rip all the wires. Like that's his first instinct. Right. Right. Um, uh, Michael looks terrified of the only father he's ever known. That was, yeah. it was a weird moment. <laughs> he's not like, hey, dad. <laughs> well, dad was throwing around grenades earlier. He's like, dad, let me get a grenade. He's like, yes, son. <laughs> you shall have it. <laughs> uh, Gant pulls out a gift for Michael. It's a small metal nanobot extractor. That's right. Uh, X arrives and tells Vin that Gant stole a nanobot and put it in Michael. Homewrecker. <laughs> yeah, really. Stay, you know, stay in your lane. Jesus Christ, X. Um, Gant can't find the nanobot. X says to ask Sever, who's right behind him. Antonio Banderas slowly backs out of this movie. <laughs> says good luck to the remaining cast he's like i'm out of here boys this is the rest is on you uh good luck with the rest of this and the rest of your careers and sure we'll all be fine lose my phone number i will not be back for (laughs) x versus ever too 
Um, unless there's some cool face technology in the near future. <laughs> uh, Sever shoots Gant in arm. Gant taunts her, but soon realizes it was the nanobot infused bullet that Sever had made. Two questions. Uh-huh. One. Pretty sure she puts that bullet anywhere center of mass. It does the same thing that it's uh, right about to do. For sure. And because she has such good precision, she could put it a centimeter from his heart. <laughs> that's that's right. Two, how does she have the controller for the nanobot? How does she have know. the extraction device? That how does she I have the know. scanner? I don't know any of that stuff, Jeff. Was this all like in the kid's backpack? <laughs> <laughs> right. Gant's like, I just stole this nanobot and I put it to my son. But you know what? If someone's going to take the fall, it's going to be him. So let's yeah. just all the shit in his backpack. <laughs> Right, that's that's what he's doing. He's if if he gets stopped at customs at the airport. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like oh I've my god! Before in my life, <laughs> you're the mastermind that stole the nanobot from from the Berlin uh, biotech facility. This <laughs> ten year old boy. The child is the Blofeld of ballistic X versus ever. <laughs> and the kid's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He doesn't understand what's happening. He's getting interrogated by by some guy and he's just sitting there like stone faced. He's like, I'm not even scared. Like, I'll give you something to be scared of, kid. You should be. You know what they do to kids like you in prison? <laughs> the partner's like, whoa, whoa. Come on. This is a 10 year old boy we're talking about here. What do you need here? Coffee? Juice box? What can I get you? We're going to get you. We got grape. We got cranberry. We got cran grape. We got cran raspberry. Um, Sever. Yeah. So um, it's the bullet that Sever made. He dies of a brain aneurysm. Or, or a heart attack. <laughs> or a heart attack. Uh, Lee shows up. Wait a second, asks, you can survive a heart attack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can survive a brain aneurysm too. <laughs> neither one. They chose two methods of death and neither are the most effective methods of death. Oh God! Yeah, you could just—he's like, yeah, you—you you had a heart attack. There was this little robot inside you, but you're fit as a fiddle now. Why and not just like, make it something that explodes, <laughs> like explodes right next to your heart? Yeah, or like it's in the bloodstream. It like poisons you. It could just be poison. It just be poison. It doesn't have to cause anything specifically. Yeah. Silly. It's a silly movie, Jeff. Yeah, wait, in the universe where poison exists, this nanobot technology does not need to exist. No, no, good point. <laughs> they can be poison, <laughs> poison capsules, <laughs> injectable poison capsules. Because how are you getting, this doesn't get explained, Jeff. How is the nanobot getting into bodies? I understand that, that Sever made a bullet out of it, but is that how it's supposed to be used? I, you maybe you can like inhale it like a poison gas, or you could like drink it like a poison in a drink. Right. So, so in a any universe method that they would use to get the nanobot into a body could be done with just poison. Exactly. <laughs> just regular old poison. Yeah, because the thing is, is they were like, oh, the problem with uh, um, uh, special agents is the human factor. They don't want to kill people. Right. It's like. Somebody's got to administer this thing. Like totally. <laughs> how does this work? You think Kavorkian? They're not all Kavorkian-esque level of of dissociation where they're like, oh yeah, I'm not killing these people. I'm helping them pass on. <laughs> yeah, it's like I like the idea that like uh you know the the um 
the special agent is like really choked up about killing somebody, but he's like, all right, nanobot, I'm going to turn around. Whatever you do, you do. You do on your own. It's of Not your own me. free will. You know what happens when you have assassins who you who don't kill people? You don't have an assassin anymore. Right. You just have a guy. You just have a guy. Oh, boy. Um, Sever watches. Oh, no, wait. Not yet. Um, Lee shows up and asks where Sever is. Okay. Is now Lee. Lee's back in the movie. Is Agent X Lee. still on the run from for shooting Martin? Martin? Yeah, and how did Lee get reinstated? Uh. But he's heading up. He's the new chief. He shows up and he's <laughs> he's asking all the questions. He's like, I'm charge. the one in charge here. I wonder if maybe Martin came too and was like, No, Sever shot me. Yeah, oh maybe. Because yeah, he he's yeah. So he's then like, wait, why would X he's like, that's idiotic. Why <laughs> yeah. would X do it? Like, do you, wait. That'd be great. He comes to, he's like, has X completed his mission? They're like, what? He shot you. He's like, why would X? Huh? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Wait, wait. <laughs> he's like, he's like he's hold on. rubbing his head. <laughs> he's like, give me Harry on the phone right now. And Harry sees his cell phone and it's Martine. And he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Uh, and he answers, he's like, hey, boss. How nice you feeling, buddy? <laughs> uh, Lee says, so where's our mysterious killer? X says, she's not a killer. Lee says, then what is she? X says, a mother. Lee no. says, Lee says, okay, then where is she? <laughs> Joe, oddly enough, that that what was it? She's not a mother. She's uh she's not a killer. She's a mother. Not... Tried that for Casey Anthony. Didn't work. Ah, good point. <laughs> Very good point. Her her primary defense was really the was, crux of her defense. Yeah. yeah, that was the crux of her defense. I'm not a killer. I'm a mother. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. works here apparently. Oh, actually, it does. It does. No, it he's doesn't. Like, he's like, where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. That was that was question one, and you didn't answer it. Yeah. Um, X and Sever meet on a pier in the final shot to watch boats together. Sever disappears, but leaves one of her origami swans behind. End of film. Except, what is this music, and what era is this? Yeah, it, it, we're not going to play it, because we're going to play uh, Name of the Game by The Crystal Method. Oh, no, we're not going to. I would, I'm just going to say I would put my hat in the ring for. Um, That's the name of Mary, the game. Mary Griffin anytime. <laughs> Mary Griffin anytime, huh? But no, the, if I had to uh, have a theme song to this movie, it's. Uh, Name of the Game by Crystal Method. Because I listened to Name of the Game while I was editing it for the outro. That song is garbage. It's not great. <laughs> it was very famous, though. It's loud and cacophonous. And there's no, like, things just happen. There's no, like, buildup. And there's no, like, tension and release. It's just, like, noise just yes. coming at you. So it is actually a very apt song for this movie. Which is why I will not be putting Mary Griffin anytime at the end of this oh, podcast. That's, that's a shame. I would recommend everyone to go listen to it. And then imagine that popping up at the end of a terrible action movie. All right, yes. Jeff. Another reason why name of the game? 
is perfect for this movie. That... Because the name of this game is the name game X V Sever. <laughs> Good God, Joe. <laughs> Jeff, would you like to know how many times X's name was said? Just as X. Just as X. Uh... Take a stab at it. Seventy-three. Close. It was seven, <laughs> but it felt like seventy-three, right? What? They only it's said X only seven, seven times? times, dude. It feels like they say it once a minute. But I didn't count Jeremy. I didn't count uh, Jeremiah. I didn't count, you know, any Jeremy Jeremiah thing. How many times do you think Sever's name got said? I don't know. This... Thirteen. Wait, that's it? Only thirteen. It feels like this movie is just them saying X and Sever over and over and over. Jeff, do you want to know who wins X v Sever, the name game? Gant? Correct. With 19 <laughs> mentions. <laughs> oh, good God. They love saying Gant in this movie. I'm actually surprised 19 seems not enough. Because they yeah. say Gant over and over again. It really feels like... Hey, Teddy. They're... It really feels like the whole movie, they're just like, Gant, X, Sever, Sever, X, Gant, Gant, Sever, X, Gant. Like, it really feels like it's a lot more than that. Yeah. I feel like the reason they kept saying Gant is because they were pushing Gant. Like, they want you to, like, they were, this guy's Gant. He's not Agent Clark, who you don't know about yet. Yeah, but, yeah, I was going to say, we don't know who Agent Clark is. Like, if we'd known, if there was some sort of, like, twist... Where, like, he keeps referring back to a Clark. And they're like, oh, my God, Clark is Gant. Yeah, this movie keeps... Like, Finkel is Einhorn. This movie keeps... Exactly. But they tell us there's a Finkel and an Einhorn before they get to that point. It's not just, like... Like, this movie does that, except it doesn't give us any build-up. Yeah, he's like, Finkel is Einhorn. He's like, who's Einhorn? (laughs) Yeah, and who's Finkel? (laughs) Who's Finkel? Like, what's going on? Are we supposed to know Finkel, too? (laughs) Oh, all right, Joe. Yeah. Uh, god awful movie, but yes. in the way that it's supposed to be god awful. It yes. was it was uh, visual gibberish. I mm-hmm. didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. And remember, I said how they edited it. A different group edited it. Uh-huh. They just rearranged the scenes in the movie. And I don't know what the original order was, but their uh, chaos watched a screener of the movie and was like. He's basically was like, they massacred my boy. Like, what have they done to my baby? He went to the premiere. He said he went to the premiere. And after I read this, I felt kind of bad. I didn't want to tell you until we were done. He said he went to the premiere and he basically hyperventilated in the bathroom for the first half hour of the movie because he knew how bad it was and he knew his name was on it. And then he kind of like slinked into a seat and then left as soon as possible. Oh, that's horrible. Poor guy. His career was probably over. He probably never made another movie. Uh, That's what people don't realize. Like I talked about like how a movie like this can kill actors careers. And sometimes it can, but really the person takes the biggest toll on is the director. Yeah, no, he, he went back to, I think he's Malaysian. Oh, he's Thai. He's Thai. Mm -hmm. He went back, did some movies, but he's actually back uh, uh, directing movies again. He directed three in the last year. So he's, he's back. But is it like Thai porn or is it like actual movies? <laughs> this movie's called it's The Driver. Already that three in a year, is, the tag is kind of suspicious. It's The Driver and it's about a zombie apocalypse. And then a movie called Paradise Z. It's also about a zombie apocalypse. Oh. <laughs> oh, but he wrote that one. And then uh, one night. 
<laughs> and then One Night in Bangkok, which stars Mark DeCascos, who One is... One Night in Bangkok? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeff, case confirmed. But Joe, it's um, it's uh, Mark DeCascos, who you've seen Mark DeCascos. He's in John Wick 3. He oh. is in um, Hawaii Five-0, the new TV show. He's Kung Lao in Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He is the uh, uh, the commissioner on the Iron Chef America. Ah, oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, the what's oh. the the chairman? That's what they call him. Right, 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 right. So he's, I mean, yeah. So okay, he's no, still making movies. He's none of them good. None of them good. Yeah, but he's he's making movies again. So good for chaos. Good for chaos or chaos or whatever his name is. I'm gonna go with chaos. I like chaos. He wrote a movie called Guns 2, Two Guns, Zero Tolerance. Two Guns, Zero Tolerance. Yeah. All right, Jeff. <laughs> All right, are Joe. You, are you ready? I am ready. So, to so, unwrap your gift. Yeah, so uh, did we, tell, we didn't tell the story about how, uh, yes, we did at the beginning, about how I screwed up big time. And so we're waiting for this movie to arrive. Yes, which it may arrive for you tonight. It may arrive. It may be sitting downstairs right now. Who knows? Under your Christmas tree. Maybe uh, Santa uh, scurried down your chimney. I do uh, have a chimney. Uh, well, there you go. So it's, this is almost a guarantee that this happened. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, did I ever tell you bees scurried down my chimney once? No. <laughs> yeah. We had bees fly out of our chimney. That's horrifying. <laughs> and we would take them outside, and then they would come right back through the chimney. So it's just this cycle of just bees in and out of the house. Anyways. That's Santa. why you establish. No, this happens to all new homeowners. That's why you establish on your first week, you burn 24 hours a day in the chimney to smoke any bees out and send a message. They'll eventually get the message. They'll send it to all the other bees. You don't fly down that chimney. Joe, we had owned the home for two years when this happened. This was <laughs> this year. Lit a fire? Joe, but this was lit a fire. Yes. This okay. was during quarantine. So I can't be outside of my house because there's because there's coronavirus outside. I can't be in my house because there's, there's bees. bees. <laughs> the bees are inside. The germs are outside. <laughs> I got nowhere I can go. Nowhere you can go. And somewhere the murder hornets are uh uh Somewhere there's a nanobot with your name on it. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, I'm going to have a heart attack or a brain aneurysm. Or a brain aneurysm and probably be okay. <laughs> okay, Jeff. Are you ready All right. to open your gift from Santa? Yes. I'm waiting. Joe's going to share a screen. That's me. He's sliding it over. Is this? Does that say Samurai Cop? Correct, it does. <laughs> Oh, my God. You have the right to remain silent. Dead silent. What is this guy's face? Wait, which one? <laughs> the guy in the bottom right corner with the crazy eyes. Yeah, that guy. That's the oh, my character. God. Joe, is this, is this nudity on the cover? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there's you see they've they've brightened the nipples out. Oh, my God. Joe, this movie looks fantastic. I got to look this movie up. Uh, Samurai Cop, 1991. Never heard of this, Jeff? I have not. This looks amazing. Oh my God, Jeff! <laughs> it's let me let me just tell you, this is considered one of the worst action films of all time, notoriously. Joe, there's another cover for this when I was looking it up. It's probably the one that that I got you. 
Or is it the one where he has the severed head? Because there's it's three. The, yeah, it's the one with the severed head. Okay, so it's not that one. Well, um, there's another. That cover. one is very sweet. It's it's the other more boring cover. All right. Oh my God, Joe, I'm so excited for Samurai Cop. Uh, well, you won't be after about ten minutes, because I, had to, as I told you, I was looking around like a fourth grader learning long division. Oh no. Um. So I have yet to watch it all the way. I was gonna get a jump start. Didn't happen. All right. <clears throat> I will read the description of this movie because this is insane. Joe Marshall and Frank Washington are two tenacious police detectives who seek at all costs to stop the Katana, a renegade Yakuza gang composed of violent and sadistic killers who want to lead the drug trade in Los Angeles. Yes. Wow. Is this streaming on anything? Jeff, that is my gift to our audience. It is streaming free on Tubi. Nice. So you can watch it on Tubi. Very... Very specifically chosen, so I do not have to waste money <laughs> renting this. <laughs> oh my gosh, Joe. We'll wait till next time. The current photo of Robert Zadar is, is insane. <laughs> it's insane. Okay, you've seen it. He <laughs> looks like Mr. Incredible. <laughs> he looks like, you know what he looks like? He looks like, um, did you ever see the second Sin City? Uh, no, I never saw the second one. They throw a bunch of makeup on that guy who um, plays the Nazi in American History X. I don't know his actual name, but he plays just like a kingpin for like five seconds in the second Sin City. And his face looks heinous, like pur- purposely heinous. But it looks exactly like Robert Zadar does today. Well, that's horrifying. No, I don't think it looks exactly like Robert Zadar looks today. That's true. <laughs> I think Robert Sadar is uh, looking a little uh, skeletonized. Oh, he's like skeletal? Joe, uh, died he, March 30th, one... 2015, age 64. Ah, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I see, yes. Um, um, well, Jeff, this is, some people may know this movie because uh, I first found out about it because I watched a YouTube clip of the craziest funniest worst uh scenes of any movie ever a compilation of all the worst scenes ever and it was just this movie and no this one was a very popular one on those clip those uh clip montages wow well i am excited joberg good i'm glad yeah this looks insane so all right i have to go be with my family for christmas you enjoy Hanukkah being over. Yes, I will. All right. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Reactionaries podcast. Uh, If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. We are available on all major podcast platforms. If you didn't like what you heard, just subscribe. We'll be back next week with Samurai Cop from 1991. So for Joe, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care and uh, don't have a brain aneurysm. We're a heart attack. Top of the